there and start a stream. Yeah, it started. We're started. It said it said go live. It was very bossy, so I did it. I'm very good. Very good. What it's uh Saturday, December 30th. Thank you, honey. Yep. The changes are up. <laughs> Forgot the rock fins. I <coughs> will get to the rock fin. Uh yeah, I can't. I gotta I gotta I need another instruction on how to do that. How do we surf over to Rockfin's? Where are we on Rockfin? Not right uh, now. Ben Benjamin Balderson. I'm coming. I'm doing it. Benjamin okay. Balderson. O Odin's Alchemy on Rockfin. Yeah, Odin's Alchemy. Two, two, three. What did you decide on after you cried around, Alan Marcus? Uh, we... W <laughs> W-E apostrophe D, urine review, urine view, five drunk rats, no TV, 2024. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag WSW233, weed, urine review, five drunk rats, not V, 2024. Five drunk rats. I think Ray. the important part is just putting the number 233 in the title of this thing. I had some great pictures. Make sure that we are. Okay. Are we live? I think so. Yeah, we're live. We're live. Are we live? On Saturday, December 30th at 9.04 p.m. Yay. Central Time. What time is it over there in Walla Walla? Yeah. Walla Walla. 7.04 p.m. 2023. Still 2023. I forgot what day it is because I don't go by those. Uh, I think we're going on Rockfin. Oh, good. I see, I, a, I see a green thumbs up to the Rockfin. Check our link here. Continuing to the YouTube. I hear my voice. Okay, sounds good. Very good on the rock fins. Good on the rock fins. The fins are rocking. Throw up your rock fist if you're feeling this when I drop this. Ooh, ooh. That's the sound when the rock hits. Does anyone remember that song? That hot if your track. Fins rocking, don't come a knocking. Come on in. <laughs> yeah. That is a hot track. <laughs> I wanted to hear the uh, boosh douche boosh douche melody again. Oh God, that that was so great. We had a duet back there, even. It's the, it's the it's the noise that Brian that's how Brian describes when you throw hay out the back of the truck and it hits the ground it goes boosh douche and then that uh, who are you <laughs> and, they, and the girls like boosh douche boosh douche I said who are you boosh douche boosh douche that's, that's not, that's not going to be the official hay song, hay throwing song. <laughs> I 
Dang it, my chair is squeaky. Squeaky chair gets the gets the buttons. I'm gonna have to toss this one. That's not gonna do. Well, we're coming in hot into 2024. That's a fact. What a crazy year. Sending out the notifications. Coming the in hot. And the telegrams. <clears throat> Has anyone posted it anywhere else? Sure. Spread the link far and wide. The URL to the Rockfin, to the YouTube stream. Looks good. And thank you for listening to Weaving Spiders. Yeah, I listen every Saturday. Thank you for coming throughout the year and for joining us for all of our festivities. Be sure to give it a thumbs up, a like, and a subscribe. I think that's what everyone has to say. Otherwise, it's not real. It's not a real live stream. And we love you all. You live inside our minds. Weaving Spiders Welcome is recorded in front of a live studio audience every Saturday night. And if you're listening to the playback, well, consider joining us live on a Saturday night sometime. It's really, really fun. Never know what you're going to hear or see. Did you guys preview the intro? Or do you not know what you're about to see? You know, I don't want to ruin the surprise. All right. A little bit. But I I'm do ready. like the surprise. They've I'm ready, been, to, ready to reveal the surprise. They've been fire. <laughs> Billy was on the same page. It's our beards. Our beards are like... <laughs> I was working on the spider web radar visual. It's like... And kind of spins around like a spider web. So any visual image that you have of a spider's web, we will incorporate that into some kind of art in some way. Whatever a spider web means to you. So Freddie Freddie Badger is sick tonight, but he would like to know what elements we would like put into a song for the show. First, we need sex. Second, we need drugs. Third, we need rock and roll. Well, it's a banjo folk type song. It'll probably be done in an Irish di in an Irish type tune. So um, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, the alcohol though is probably fully in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And this has been your year in review for 2023. God, I just noticed we got a lot of subs. 948. As of right now, yeah, I, was, uh, I was out pushing last night. You know, I'm no good at that, at, at promoting. And I've actually been promoting on the last few interviews I've done. I've been around on a few interviews and the entire Spiders team was over on Beth Martin's yesterday. For anybody that missed that, uh, go catch that. Um, and I've been actually doing pretty good about pimping the Spiders. And uh, then Sean said he would... Uh, he would make 10 songs, even silly ones, and record them if we get up over a 1,000 subs before New Year's. So I've been pushing it, and anybody that would like to help and then view Sean 
and be highly entertained, then please do help us get to over a 1,000. Yeah, open up all your burner accounts and subscribe. subscribe. All your friends and family accounts. Subscribe. Just be like, hey, let me see your phone real quick. Open that YouTube app. Go to <laughs> Weaving Spiders Webs 26. Was it 264? We have a QR code. We should put that up. There. Two. Now I've forgotten it. Oh, man. What so it's four that? numbers. It's 4826. I wish Sean would have given me at least a week. I could have went and jumped on a couple quick interviews. But on New Year's, on New Year, right before New Year's, he gave he gave us like four days. Like, oh, we we've already gained uh, fourteen since this photo was taken. Oh, very good. Yeah, very good. Numbers are very good. The see. power of my social media. Oh, well, if we're on Rockfin, we can we can play that intro video. It's about twelve minutes. Yeah, we are. Didn't you say we're on it? We're, I see it. Let's confirm. We're live on Rockfin. Confirmed. 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 Confirm it. Confirmed like a Catholic on Confirmation Day. No. <laughs> Sweet My Jesus, God. no. Sweet Nothing Jesus. Nothing at all like that. <laughs> Just wanted to confirm the correct form of confirmation. We are confirmed on Rockfin. Okay, good. Because they need to see the uh, video introduction too. Let's Let's put it up and play it then. Let's uh, rewind that tape. Rewind that. Rewind that tape back. To we'll see if we can we'll weave it in throughout the show. There it is.
we'll see if we can weave it in throughout the show.
about ready to surface. I think the music just cuts out like that and we have to face the lego centaur well i love facing lego centaurs as long as my friends are with me we're with you and it's truly safe it's i assume that the centaur was on our side well yeah the centaur is on our side on the right side of history just it's wanted to keep the art going There's so much art to look at I love looking at art. Very cool. I wish everybody uh, a luck dragon year for 2024. I think so. Wow. Cool. It's, just, it's not a wood dragon. It's more of an iridescent, pearly luck dragon for never-ending streams. Oh, hold on. Never-ending streams. I was going to bring up the John C. Lilly books. Did we all read them in time? Uh, I saw the movie. It's a bit, a bit rich. Uh, did you see the X-rated film? Oh. Lily on Dolphins. <laughs> I, I can never <laughs> unsee that. I can never unsee that. <laughs> this man really, really loved dolphins. Oh, no. Oh, no. So disturbing. No, I disturbing. heard it. <laughs> Did you guys have a uh, sausage for Christmas? I, I did not. Christy, Christy had meatballs. Mm. Oh, spicy meatballs. Mmm, sweaty, sweaty balls. They were they were Swedish. She said. Oh yeah, it's they they make the best meatballs. Those Swedes. They do. After a full day of shopping at IKEA. No, we did not shop at IKEA. That's isn't that where you get the. Swedish meatballs. No, Christy makes them homemade. Did we say the name of the show already for Saturday, December 30th, 2023? We'd urine review five drunk rats, no TV 2020. 
I could subtitle that uh, Imagineering Scientific Mysticism Through Injunctive Language. Correct. I think we'll figure out what that means. Probably by the end of the night. Drunk rats are definitely dead. We'll show them the drunk rats so they (laughs) understand that part right away. Yeah, I went in and I've been doing some work on the house because it's been raining real hard. So I've been doing some inside work. And I went and uh, sealed up Brian's room real well. And so got uh, went in there to go move the electrical. And I was moving my mead that was sitting there aging. And they freaking one of them buggers, they knocked the... Uh, the bung, the bung right out of the bung hole, and then they mm-hmm. they they apparently went in, and uh, there's about five of them in there. One of them, that's crazy. You can see his like eye all still open and reflecting, like that. Mousetrap Saturday. So that's the secret sauce yeah. recipe. Just let those yeah. ferment inside of there. You know that's it, it is murder mountain mead, so some some death should have been expected. So I'm probably gonna have to charge extra for those ones. <laughs> Are you working on a mouse utopia experiment? You know I was. They got drunk and died. That was mouse. That was one. So I'm I, I'm at one. universe one so far. So far, if they're provided with unlimited mead, they get drunk and die. well yeah i think that that i could prove that happened uh when i went to vegas i had some of your mead i think i probably drank that whole bottle myself everybody else i had that that party pretty good and (laughs) rocking oh it was great it was so so tasty it went down with like you couldn't even tell there was anything in it except for deliciousness Oh, dude, wait, wait till it's a year old. I got, I still got probably about 20 gallons left and that are just sitting in age and that are in different. That's not including the one with the rats there. That's, that's for the apple Kaiser. And, uh, that, that was going to be, that's going to be vinegarized. I still got like eight carboys left of it, but still that's like six and a half gallons. And that one has almost no lees in it. Really? The old apple Kaiser is not getting any younger. No, well, you want it to be nice and old, and then next year when I make my gut bomb, it'll be out of Apple Kaiser from apples that I picked and everything else, and so it'll be uh, Apple Kaiser that's turned into apple uh, vinegar instead of it'll be Apple Kaiser vinegar instead of apple cider. And do you pair that with a Caesar salad? Apparently, you pair it with rats. Rats. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you get your proteins and actually uh steve mercer uh uh freeman flies producer and our manager um he uh does put my uh gut bomb on his salads and he calls it benegret it's hilarious <laughs> no regrets with benegrets <laughs> yes <laughs> so I still got like I still got like eight carboys left. So that's like forty gallons or something like that. Nice. That'll be a fun <laughs> weekend. Right, right. Was <laughs> <Like> last time. <laughs> Everybody, get your drinking horns out. Oh, yes. 
Might, uh, might try a La Croix tonight, if that's okay with you. Zero calorie La Croix. La Croix. La Croix. Mm. It's, you, ah. You're supposed to make it sound like it's liquor. I'm saying La Croix. I've been calling uh, it Lee Cracks. Sparkling water, I guess. I don't know. I'm this drinking Lee Tea. Carbonated water with a little tangerine flavor to it. Tangerine. With honey. Ooh, delicious. Yeah. I'm, I'm drinking yeah. coffee. We got hot espresso coffee in my cup. It's the best for Saturday night. What are all you guys drinking in the chat? Just drinking in the atmosphere. I'm still conducting the poll in our Telegram chat. In 2024, do you plan to eat more potatoes, eat the same amount of potatoes, eat fewer potatoes, or will you not eat any potatoes? Sorry. And then, if potatoes and then what color potatoes do you, potatoes do you plan on eating? I personally like oh, yeah. purple potatoes, mm -hmm. pink potatoes, and golden yellow potatoes. I like the I'm red not a huge fan of white potatoes. No, you guys, it's all about the purple potatoes. Mm -hmm. I've got some Viking potatoes right here in my uh, – I grew them in my garden. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm going to put a whole section of potatoes next year because they are good. Some little tiny – Yeah, purple potatoes. potatoes. It oh. tastes like they're buttered already. They they're taste so, so sweet. Yeah. And then the pink ones also, the little pink ones. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you cut them up, they look like – it looks like a hot dog's been cut up because they're that oh. bright there. Gruesome. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Why it's, are hot dogs in my food? <laughs> super, uh, like tart almost. The pink, unless mine weren't weren't ripe or something. But I had some. Uh, there's a few different. There's a red one and a pink one. The red, the pink one is nice. I the red one's a little tart. Yeah, it's the red ones. I was like, holy smokes, what is this? It's like candy, but it's sour and it's a potato. Yeah. Is that why they're reclassifying the potato? And the National Potato Council exists and are not happy about this change that could be coming to potatoes in 2024. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Economic Research Service, when Americans eat vegetables, they're mostly eating potatoes and tomatoes. In 2019, the average American downed almost 50 pounds of potatoes over the course of, year, of the year and around 31 pounds of tomatoes. Tomatoes. I don't like the tomatoes anymore. It's hard to get. I, you have to get the old ones, the heirlooms. Well, and I, I don't do real well with nightshades, period. I don't. Uh, it was very interesting when Christy, when she started... Uh, so she started having some real health problems when her and I met, we were both vegetarians and she, and she had been vegan and vegetarian vegan on and off. Uh, and she started having real health problems and real nutritional problems. And so she started doing the blood type diet and she's an old blood type. So she started eating meat. And uh, when we were looking at that, I'm naturally, I'm an A blood type and A positive. So I'm naturally a vegetarian and naturally I don't do well with nightshades. There's like everything I don't particularly like. It was like just a little list on that blood type diet. I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'm trying to find an um, image of it. I don't know if you can see that. I bloody well can see that. Can you bloody well see it? See, and I don't completely agree with all of it, but a lot of it, like it's fairly. And then, you know, there's other factors besides this, obviously. But for the most part, as like a base guideline, I think this is fairly shockingly accurate. Oh, I love I think Kyle so. Pepper. That's in my gut bomb. I crave the meat, and I'm a, I'm an A. No, I'm I'm B positive. That's right. I have my blood. Test Jeez! Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, at home kit and kind of see. Oh, cool! Did you take it yet? Uh, yeah, you can. That's why you see there's four squares filled with the the blood, the type. fluid. Yeah, and then it's it's uh, a positive. You're a positive. Mm -hmm. Wow! And, and 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 what's that, man? Uh, at, okay. Whoa. So, and how do you do you do better with vegetables or meat? From Eldon Biologicals, I ordered it online for a blood typing kit. Yep, he's easy, fast. But I am is a positive. Took this uh, on March 10th, so maybe I'll wait till March again and take the test again and see if I pass again. You need a whole bunch of potatoes and tomatoes first, right? That would be very important. Just three solid months of potato, tomato. Well, and with all of those things, even because so much depends on the color, because when I think a lot of times when they do these things, they only look at like, you know, the commercially available food. And like where I live in California, in Northern California, it's a really well-known area for having a whole lot of diverse uh organic heirloom varieties and i can go to the i can go to the co-op and there's five different colors of cauliflower there's 10 different varieties of mushrooms there's you know half a dozen different colors of bell peppers uh you you know things people have never even heard of and so in so in eating those i found that like the red things if it's a red color I don't do real well with it. Purples, I usually love. Uh, anything that's in the purple, whether it's a purple sweet potato, a purple cauliflower, the purple cauliflower, actually, I'm not overly fond of. Uh, that's that's one of my least favorite cauliflowers. I like the yellow and the uh, green cauliflowers, the Romanesco, the one that looks like a Fibonacci, and then the golden cauliflower. That's fantastic. But uh, the, like the darker colors, like the purple seem to really sit well with me. Um, the oranges. Yeah. So I, I find that inside the different foods, there's still some more subcategories because each of those has different micronutrients or different things in them. And uh, so that's oranges really and purples. Me. Yeah, we can just take in the orange and the purple shades tonight. For some art right. therapy. Right. 
neon green vodka. <laughs> yeah, Maryberries are delicious. Art therapy is so important. Throw in a little pewter figure and uh, just feel magical like that. Looks like our puppy. Why has it got three legs? It's a three-legged Hermanubis. April down there said eating for your type definitely works. And like I said, I was already apparently basically eating for my type. And I'd never even heard of it. Like it's it's really hilarious because when Christy started showing it to me, even she recognized it. She's like, "These are all the things like corn. I throw fits about corn. I don't eat corn. Like literally, there's legends about polenta, which is just corn mush, mm-hmm. and I don't eat corn. And right there it is, corn. A types don't like corn. Like I do like the texture of it." kind of the crunch is there a texture aspect to blood are you talking about the texture when it's going in or the texture when it's coming out well when it's crunchy in the teeth and the mouth you kind of bite down into it it's kind of a satisfying what about when it's scrapey in the butt on the way out (laughs) that's a different type of pleasure (laughs) everybody eats everybody poops I mean, the fact that you that most people don't digest corn in any way should tell you it's not necessarily something you ought to be eating. Like, <laughs> your pie is just like, I don't even know, dude. Your, your stomach didn't touch that shit. Your stomach will dissolve almost anything. And corn, it's like, ah, it, move it on, yeah. move it on. <laughs> it sounds like it'd be good to feed the human centipede corn. <laughs> It'd be an effective meal plan. Yeah, girls don't poop. I heard that. I was told <laughs> that by our earlier today. He said they don't they don't poop or fart. That's why they have to bitch. It lets the pressure out. Are we just not chewing the corn <laughs> long enough? We have to really just masticate it harder to really break it down in the mouth before it goes in. Uh yeah, I do like popcorn, and that's a different type of corn than uh your uh Again, I think when they do those tests, there's uh, uh, they're doing it based off of commercially available foods. Because, like, I noticed that, like, it says I'm not t- supposed to look do well with milk. If I try to drink a one or a one milk, I don't do well. I I do get constipated. I don't really get that gassy, but I get super constipated over it, and. Uh, if I drink A2 fresh milk, then I'm fine. So I don't know that they went around and tested the other, when they made these uh, statements, I don't know that they went and said, okay, well, the commercial normal red tomato doesn't suit you. The, you know, how about a beefsteak tomato? What about uh, you know, a cherry tomato. What about a black cherry tomato? What about a yellow cherry tomato? Like what components in that are not doing well with you? And I don't know that they did all that. They did? Yeah. Christy, Christy studied this much more than I have. She's the one who had to change her diet, uh, which changing it, like it was shocking when she was going through it. You could see on her nail, like the... Her, 
where she had changed her diet was very thick and then it was all papery in the front and her hair where it came back it was all super thick low and then kind of all strag scraggly up longer <clears throat> yeah yeah christy, christy likes the yellow little tomatoes too she thinks those are great she just eats them i i the deer also like them though and bell peppers i just drove me nuts i actually put fences inside fences and they jumped the outside fence and smushed the inside fence down to the ground and then picked the peppers off like you sons of bitches yeah that's rough wildlife loves to eat the same stuff we love to eat mm -hmm. yeah and if they don't that's a problem that that's yeah. the other thing if the animals don't like your food which is the one thing that I have to say about asparagus because nothing else on the farm eats asparagus. I love asparagus, but literally I'm the only one. Even the pig down there, I don't think, eats the asparagus. Are you steaming yeah. it and buttering it up? Uh, you, sometimes, sometimes we just mix it in food. Mm. I like it in quite a few different foods. Like when I do macaroni and cheese, it has, you know, broccoli and a little bit of cauliflower and asparagus in it and mm -hmm. things like that. Some little bell peppers. You can get fibery at times if it's the long stalks. Uh, you don't, you don't want to use that part. Um, and the awesome part about asparagus is once you plant it, it just keeps coming up. But as long as you've planted it and it's yours. Really, you don't want to pick pick it after it's like that long. When it's fairly young, you pick it. You don't want to be greedy because it comes up from a root ball. So mm -hmm. you don't want to take you only take, you know, about half of them off of that ball and then let the rest go up and start doing some reproduction and you can go in and yeah, it'll go to seed and look real cool for a while. But yeah. that's not what you want to be eating. All right. Okay. There's some good asparagus. Here in the Walla Walla Valley, there's quite a few asparagus farms. So Wild I didn't, asparagus. From yeah, I haven't grown it yet. Walla Walla. It's a good idea. I had it's some real purple. nice asparagus going, and then Henry figured out where I was growing, and the fucker mm. moved up there and ate it. I, I got away that, that year. I got away with purple potatoes. I got some purples and some pinkies. What, what else? I got some sweet potatoes that year. And then uh, I had some nice asparagus going, and I got to harvest the potatoes. Henry got the fucking asparagus. He did. I don't know that he, he just didn't. He just rips it up. He's just a douche. So Henry now is probably the time where we got to start thinking about what we want to grow next year. Hundred percent, Sarah. We got Sarah G over here. We have taken, and we we've got a, a log chain. And I got a stump back there, and we tied her to it. And now, <laughs> and she's gonna, she's gonna. Uh, I had the, I went vegetarian. Um, went, it was sometime after I started having seizures, uh, so it was a lot of that was a change. And I never actually liked eating meat. I've never uh, done real well with it, and I've never been a heavy meat eater. Actually, I used to get beat as a child because, you know, we were poor, and I would not eat the meat, and my dad would get so mad, you know, how are you going to not eat? So, how are you going to – we don't have a lot of food, and you're going to not eat the food. 
And uh, so I'd get my ass whooped, but uh, I never liked it. And then after I started having seizures also, I started having to do some diet change. And a good portion of the reason that I had seizures is I have a, uh, I can't process copper correctly. I have something called Wilson's disease. And so eating meat is a lot of copper and a lot of iron. Well, the copper I have a problem with. And so I just stopped eating uh, meat and then I feel better. And then once I started cutting that out, when I did eat it, I noticed something that I remembered a lot from when I was young, where it felt like meat was like a pit, like a ball in my stomach. And it would feel like I ate like a weight or something and it would just sit Mm. there forever. And it was so uncomfortable. And after I moved to vegetarian, I, I am, I'm excellent. Now on the same token, (laughs) like you see a lot of people that do that and they don't have energy. Uh, They get very uh, wiry and they don't have any musculature anymore. They get, get, they get very slack and I'm, I'm very muscular. I go up and down a a mountain all the time. I work, I, I work a farm. Like, so that is a diet that works well for me. Christy, Christy, when she tried doing vegetarian, she, she, I, we have to go in and get all of her teeth removed because her teeth, she, they consistently, they're just, there's no integrity to them whatsoever. All the mineralization and we've tried everything with all the different, she's done the oil pulling. We bought all the different uh, natural mineral, remineralizers and she swishes them and does everything. And, and even switching to the meat eating that stopped the progression but it doesn't get it. It's nothing's given back the minerals. So she's got to have those removed. Like I already explained, her hair was very thin and, and uh, coarse. It had stopped growing. Her nails were paper thin. She would, she would cry at night, just lay there. And I would wake up cause my wife is crying and I, what's, what's going on. She's like, I just, I just hurt. And all of her joints would hurt. And she said her hands felt like they were on fire regularly and this was a real problem because I'm also an ethical uh, vegetarian because I live on a, a farm where I don't eat my animals. And I have a very, uh, very uh, symbiotic relationship with everything on my farm. And I'm very close to it. Like even my bull, like I've shown pictures where I'm sitting on the back of my bull. If things go down, I plan on riding that dude to town. <laughs> you don't give a shit about you. <laughs> you know, no, he's not no. only my transportation and my muscle, he's also my protection. <laughs> like, I think that's a bulldozer. Yeah. Like, you know, like all these animals are, and I are very close. And so. <clears throat> yeah. Christy said she ate tons of nuts and nothing. And see what I believe is that it's the it's the fat that you're able to process minerals through and i believe that because i'm an a blood type i can process minerals well with animal or plant fat and i don't do well with animals where christy needs that animal fat that's why i give her a hard time about it but that's part of why um and it is the blood type diet there glenn from boston that's what it was that's what we moved to and i was an ethical like I said, and so it was hard for me, uh, real hard when my wife started eating meat, but we, I would go get her Wagyu 
because that had the most marbled in fat. Cause I think it's the fat that's the, the fats making the transfer of the minerals possible. So I wanted her to have as much good fat as she could get. And immediately her health, like I said, all those things that were in severe decline that stopped it. And a lot of the things came back like her hair and her nails and her joints quit hurting and all the pain went away and her health immediately improved. Her teeth have not improved and they continue to cause her a lot of problems. But uh, it it's really interesting. And then it's hard for me to, to be that much as ethical about it because my wife obviously needs to eat meat. I, I don't. So, but she does. So am I supposed to say that she's somehow an inferior spiritual being because her body requires her to eat something? Like that would be like saying I'm, you know, if you like somehow were in some tomato cult or something and because I don't eat tomatoes because they give me super bad heartburn uh, because I, I don't process them well, then I'm somehow inferior. That's just like your body is what your body is. And leave Judas alone. So baby what about your, your animals, your dogs and your cats? Do you feed them meat or are they vegetarian? No, they're, they eat meat. They're, dude, cats are take cats are strict carnivores. If you don't give cats, if cats don't eat dead animals, in fact, dead animal organs, then they get sick and they're an unhealthy cat. I actually, the food for my cats that mostly stay inside, uh, I get a, it's night, what is it, 95 or 90? It's like 90 or 95% fro, freeze dried dead animals. And it's, and it's mostly organ meat. And then, they get organ. and then they get, and we actually purchase real, like when we go in and get, when Chris, we get Christie's meat, we get uh, uh, hearts and gizzards and things like that. Cause they need to have that. Uh, the dogs, they're primarily meat, but dogs are, dogs are scavengers. Get out of here. Quit starting shit, Helgi. I always thought it was weird that hard cat food mix that would come in a big baggie, shake it up, and it was like hard cereal for cats. And then if, did you put milk in it so they'd have like milky uh, cereal for cats? That was just a weird uh, food guys, I give them, I give them milk, but they don't need that for this this food. They love it. Like I said, it's, it's right. basically freeze-dried free, free organs. So the organ meat's getting thrown away at a lot of these places anyways, especially around here and with all the fisheries and whatnot. And so, like, I feed them this six fish organ meat, mm. you know, combination, and the cats love it. Is that meat from Oregon? Yeah, it's from Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Organ meat, yeah. But, and the dogs, dogs are scavengers, so their food is a lot, uh, it's like, 80% meat, but then also when Christy's cooking, she'll throw the broccoli stumps and the cauliflower stumps and they eat those and uh, they scavenge everything. And then dogs also literally half their diet is poop. They, they go outside and they're like, oh, what poop's out here today? Mm, what's have the goats been eating? Mm, Was the meme poop is not food or poop is food? I don't remember. Poop is not food. Food. Poop is not food. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Poop is Unless you were a dog. <laughs> Poop is not food. But we were talking about this earlier, like in the Midwest, and you can read these stories when you, back in the day when you didn't, when, because like the Midwest, there's no trees. And so there wasn't that much fuel for firewood. Mm 
and these people would build their house and it would have a little divider because their animals would be in the next room. And you don't also don't want your house to smell like animal shit. So the dogs would run around and eat the poop. And that was the dog's job. And they still do that. They still run around and eat the poop. (laughs) (laughs) And then give you kisses right on your lip. Oh yeah. The dogs love chicken (laughs) shit. And like, if I clean out the, if I clean out the, the, any barn, like whether it's the cow barn or the, any of them, as soon as it's nice fermented stewy poop, they're like, Oh, dude, I'm eating it. I'm rolling in it. I'm going to come back with smears of it all over me. Like, hey, <laughs> and want to rub on you. Oh, yeah. That's the best thing. I got to share this with you. It's it's the worst. Yeah. The best. Juicy, juicy poo. You betcha. And that's and that was their job. It's so that's just what that's just what they do. Dogs are scavengers. It's, it's their diet and it's understanding the diet. So I don't make, that would be crazy for me to try and make my animals vegetarian. And it makes me laugh when I see things like I go into the store out here and there'll be like vegetarian, you know, vegetarian chickens. You ever been around a chicken? They are (laughs) not vegetarians. Oh, they They eat eat everything that moves. My I've seen yeah, chicken eat mice and lizards, all the bugs, dragonflies, each other, chicks, you name it. All your tomatoes. Yep. Little scavengers. <laughs> Poop yep. is a diagnostic tool for dogs. They can get a wealth of information from uh, a few sniffs and probably a taste. You betcha. You betcha. I'll leave the tasting to the gentleman. Just made a note of that overlay. I need some dog sniffing. Chain of dogs just moving across the stream. Smelling each other. See, move along. Hmm. So the meme was, say it again, poop is not food. Poop is not food. It's not food. And that's an example of mimetic language. Did we want to talk about memes again? According to my wife, it's also not a weapon. My grandsons, when they were here, (laughs) one of them picked up a piece of old dog poop that was white and like petrified and was chasing, holding it out like a knife and chasing the other one. Christy about lost her fucking mind. That shit was so hilarious from across the (laughs) (laughs) Christy screaming, put down the poop, put down the poop. And And I'm like. I'm across the field and I look over because I hear Christy screaming and all I see is one of the grandkids chasing the other one with his piece of poop aimed at him <laughs> and Christy like rain chasing behind them screaming, put down the poop. <laughs> <laughs> poop is not food. Poop is, poop is not food. Yeah. All the grandkids except for one have fiery red hair, and yeah, they are uh <laughs> that's like trouble. Little heathens. <laughs> so how does that meme start as a cognitive element that might be copied? 
and generating thoughts. The replication aspect happens when someone else repeats, poop is not food. Poop is not food. The memes are competing against each other until the successful meme is spread. Poop is not food is a successful meme and it is spread. And people all over the world have not been eating poop due to the poop is not food meme. Thank God, too. Because poop is not food. It's not. You guys have apparently not seen the second harvest videos. Oh, no, I no. haven't. Something I need to get into. <laughs> they would disagree with you, sir, that poop is very much food. And if you're out in a survival situation, mm -hmm. second harvest is okay. acceptable. So if you're, you're old bearish poop is. I saw that in the fucking. If, if you're out living in a cave in a survival <laughs> situation, hiding away from the biggest military in the world, then you then some bear poop is delectable, sir. Delectable, okay. <laughs> you know they don't digest everything. Some What's of it, second harvest? It open. And what about that? What about that coffee? That's the most expensive coffee in the world that comes out of like some puma some cat, puma poop or something. Jaguar poop. Yeah, it's something like raccoon cat or something. Raccoon cat. <laughs> oh, well, that's our cue to play up the uh, queued up video because this guy's wearing a raccoon hat. And if I wait any longer for a segue, I'm not going to get a ride. That's a good segue. Let's check it out here. You know this guy, John C. He's named after a flower. <laughs> what kind of guy do you think he is? This is not him. This is a picture of Jeffrey Mishlove. Let me know if you can hear the audio here. Turn it up a little louder. Burning karma. Yes. And then there's a... Holy! There's a chapter called uh, A Guided Tour of Hell, which is minus, uh, minus six. It's wearing a coon hat. Mm -hmm. So I never had to get back to that. I was never frightened again. It's totally terrifying now. I suppose it's what the Christian mystics sometimes refer was, to. He was smoking karma? Well, it was the dark yeah. man in my soul. Mm -hmm. it, he gets into talking about ketamine and other drugs and other consciousness-altering things. At this point, he's written a number of books. He's wearing a coon hat head or on his head. Listen a little, little bit more here. Perhaps this is a necessary part of everybody's journey, is, is to go through the epitome of terror. Right. And, for instance, uh, there's an Iranian psychiatrist and an American psychiatrist that put uh, 100 patients you sure not in a uh, mental hospital in Iran through what they feared most on ketamine. And they all left the hospital. Now, I tried the same thing later after I read, read that. That evening, I took 150 milligrams of ketamine, and suddenly, uh, the Earth Crescent Control Office removed my penis and handed it to me. <laughs> and I screamed in terror. My wife Tony came running in from the bedroom, and she said, "It's still attached." <laughs> so I shouted at the, at the uh, ceiling, "Who's in charge up there? A bunch of crazy kids?" The answer came back, "Well, you had an unconscious fear, so we put you through it, just the way the Iranian psychiatrist did." In the realm of the mind, in the province of the mind, we can face all of our fears. So what he's saying is at some point there was a hospital in Iran. They gave a bunch of the patients 
ketamine, let them out of the hospital, and then just recorded what happened next. He said, John C. Lilly said he read that in someone else's book, got the idea to take ketamine on his own to face his fears, in which he discovered on his ketamine trip that he had lost his penis. But then he lets us know that his wife, he does have a wife. That's not a question. He has a wife. We believe that. He'll say it again. His wife's name's Tony. And she said, no, it's still attached. So they're talking about facing your fears. That was good of her. Very good of her. I've heard it was the coincidence, uh, the group that took his penis. I would not I would not use ketamine ever. It's a fucking synthetic horse tranquilizer. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna use some kind of psychedelic, like you can see this guy's fucking this guy's fucking gone. You know? Right. <laughs> and I think that's a mink hat. I don't think that's a coonskin hat. Yeah, we'll have to look again. It's got the tail on it. So yeah, mink with the tail attached. Right. But um Mm-hmm. It might just be the 1980s video and that VHS kind of level quality smoothens it out a little fucking, bit. His fucking flowing hair right up into the hat. It, it <laughs> might be just fooling me. The the pierced uh, ear to uh, just listening to a slurred speech is a little bit but, more. You know, kind of means what people use to fucking rape girls at parties and shit. You know, and like it's 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 a horse tranquilizer. I mean. I'm not even against psychedelics and whatnot. And I'm not saying you can't learn things from them, mm-hmm. but like so many people are all on to LSD and that was meant to mimic certain things that naturally are going to happen that you're supposed to get, get something from and it's supposed and it controls that situation. And I'm just not a, at all for any of the synthetic ones. Like I don't it, whether it's uh, mushrooms or uh, you know any of the, any different kind of mushrooms. There's a number of them that give you different kind of psychedelic type trips. Um, this is the man who is said to have written cannabis or anything. I'm all right with, but yeah. And this guy tried to fuck dolphins. I mean, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> John C. Lilly, M.D., medical doctor. The journal quoting as saying, a peeping Tom at the keyhole of eternity. The scientist, a metaphysical autobiography, he was uh, claimed to have written. And maybe, I don't know, is there evidence that he did write all of these works or just had his name put on the box like Betty Crocker had her name placed on all those cake boxes, cake mix boxes? I don't know. It's an interesting thing. As you're hinting at, listening to this guy... Does he sound like a genius? No. Does he sound well-spoken? Does he but sound it, like someone we should be taking advice from? You know, I, I, I've recently, I don't know why I saw a Jake Paul thing, but he was talking about how he's a mild genius and his grandpa was a super genius. Mm-hmm. And I've seen like Owen Benjamin say how he's a genius. And like so many <laughs> of these guys like in that Hollywood setting, they're claiming that these people are geniuses, but I don't see any fucking evidence of it in any way, shape, or form. Like, that guy was obviously gone. Just gone. <laughs> his speech is slurred. His sense of humor is uh, an acquired taste, shall we say. I mean, it's not even like Sylvie Ivano- Ivanova or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, where 
like she spent what was it like three years gacked out on ayahuasca mm-hmm. and now she's seen she's very functional she speaks well it's it's hard to understand because she's not native you know she's not a, she doesn't speak the same language natively but uh some of the things she says about these uh these uh mega structures is absolutely fascinating but she's functional yeah this guy let's look at him again here listen to what he's going to say next i think it's um i'll find it trying to queue it up so we don't have to watch the entire 27 minute video art says hi blurry guy i'm here (laughs) i'm the blurry guy (laughs) so this is where he gets talking about ecco you might have heard of a game called echo the dolphin i don't know if it's related we'll find out whether you were or, or weren't, I have to admire your willingness to always push the frontiers of our knowledge further. And it's clear that that was the internet. Yes. For the work that you did. You also mentioned the term echo. How, what is echo? ECCO. In Italian, it means this is it. The Earth Coincidence Control Office, which is a a um, God's field office. And Nicola runs our lives. We won't admit it. And if you're an echo agent, we can be very, very careful to use your best intelligence in echo service. And you realize there are no discoveries, there are no revelations. <coughs> that was a come down for the scientists. Yeah. Did you hear what he said there? <laughs> Think about that for a moment. He's talking about intelligences, agencies, intelligences, and agencies. Coincidence control office. Intelligence agencies, intelligence agencies. (laughs) Well, I found in my own work on the media and in parapsychology that I'm very much guided by coincidences. Right. And, and I guess it's looking to coincidences as, as signs along the way that right. uh, defines this relationship with, with what you've defined as echo. Right. There is coincidence control. It's coincidence control that they do. Mm-hmm. And they say we control the long-term We control the short-term ones. And you find out how we do the long-term ones. You don't have to remain on Earth. You don't have to return there. It, it seems to me as if your your concept of echo is a way of modeling perhaps a mechanism behind what Jung has defined as synchronicity. That's right. Jung defined synchronicity only in a good fashion. Good fashions like coon skin. Or have we decided that is mink? No, the, the, the tail definitely looks like coon skin, but that don't look mm. like a, any coon skin hat I've ever seen. It's so necessary that he's wearing it. I don't know. I mean, it's it's the fashion, the time, I suppose. My, I had a son that wore that loved it, that wore one constantly. He he thought it was great. Ran around the mountains barefoot, mm-hmm. wearing a coonskin hat. <laughs> That's Do you cool. suppose for a man named John C. Lilly, it was a texture thing, and it just felt so pleasurable on his head that he had to keep it on. 
I, I don't care about the coon skin hat. It don't bother me. Does it just feel so good, man? I think he was a furry, a proto furry. Oh, like I said, if that bear would that bear that I chased off, that fucker came back. I told him, I'm wearing you, you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bear would make a great coat. So I'm saying, yeah, all the way to the floor, probably. So I'm Bloody saying, coat. I'm making an entire fucking cloak out of you. I was gonna do it out of peacocks. I, I told you <laughs> when, when when the fucking world ends, we've already got art. Got has a fucking Mad Max mobile. We're setting it up. We're putting a Gatling gun on back. I'm doing up the I'm doing up the peacock outfit from Sean Connery from the Highlander, and then I'm gonna sit <laughs> on the back. Nice. Get your bull pulling it. I was exactly. Trying to, <laughs> I was trying to find that Sega game uh, f- with the dolphins, but I can only find the Sonic 3D Blast game. <laughs> So you remember when you're, you're you're controlling the dolphin, you're swimming around. They call it Echo, and now this guy is talking about Earth coincidence control office, office or operations or something to that effect. All of this lingo. He he's acting as an imagineer, and whether or not those are his original ideas or not, it seems like he was in this group where they were LARPing, their live action role playing situations where they could imagine just the most far out strange and fun and crazy ideas that they could write books about to influence culture with ideas that were no longer in the culture. They hadn't been there before. And all of a sudden you load up your web browser, Netscape Navigator 2.0, and you're logging in and then you're, you're getting the downloads of the new text information and the new scriptural information had to do with consciousness expansion and the potentials of life extension living forever these were times when science was awesome and only could do good could win wars certainly to take the bad guys out that's the mad max mobile wow cool the the Mad Max future though is <laughs> nice. That is a dystopian future, whereas John C. That's Lilly, cool. he is living in the utopian. Technology is awesome. We're communicating with dolphins. Dolphins sounds horrible. I want that. I want to be riding around on that fucking dune buggy in a fucking peacock outfit. <laughs> you don't Man, want to have a politician. Guy. Robocop, the cyborg android, the Robocop dude, and they're gonna control everything, and everybody's gonna like mm-hmm. live live like in this fucking you know little communist society, and fuck that place. Mad Max, who said that was dystopian? The people well, who didn't know how to live good. <laughs> huh. So it's not dystopian. Mad Max is. Just the inevitable future that we're all going to enjoy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. the, the rednecks will survive a nuclear holocaust. Okay, so it's it's a matter of perception then. Just have to alter our perception to align it with the best possible ideal to say 2024 is going to be awesome. Got my rat rot ready to go. Weapons all fully stocked and loaded. Let's go have fun. That's what I'm saying. Every now and then you come riding out of the mountains, you go you go raiding the town, 
scare the townspeople, go rodding back. And then you enjoy a big a big horn of mouse mead. Exactly. When you get home. I figure it's like Mexican tequila. You know? <laughs> you gotta if, eat the, the if, if the mice were alive, that would have been bad meat. But the mice are dead, and now if you if you eat the mouse, you are probably definitely gonna get extra fucked up. Yeah. We definitely get extra fucked up. <laughs> At first, I thought it was uh, it was mold. I was like, "How the hell?" And then I got in there, I'm like, ah, "Gross!" Oh, oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. See, Billings down. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I live up here with all. That's why I live up here. I'm in the mountains, but right next to all the the really weak liberals in the cities. <laughs> they, they don't even know how to fight back no. we're just going to send in the kids to raid to try and make it a little fair <laughs> well we were talking with Beth Martin earlier this week and that became part of the conversation Las Vegas now has the Oakland team of sports yeah, that, ball. That's well that's a huge thing and uh, like I said I'm not I don't even watch sports ball but and Las Vegas when, has a giant eye dome. Oakland lost the, the Raiders and the A's. And that's a huge, huge I thought deal. the A's I thought the A's were a Canadian team. Eh? Right, right. Mm -hmm. That seems like that that would be the, the, the A's. That, that's A's. E H, not A. This is the A's. It's not pronounced ass. Yeah. And apparently both are going to Las Vegas, which is super interesting. So California is done, so it's done for. It's just going to be swallowed by the ocean. The Chinese Red Army is just going to invade the beaches, and all of them are moving inland. I think most people in, in Southern California would be happy to see the Chinese Red Army invade because that would at least put some kind of control on the whole thing. Because, yeah. like, right now, that shit's like escape from New York down there. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no. I heard in uh, Portland they have all this stuff on the news about some super, uh, super pandemic style disease that you catch. Like they say, like don't wear your shoes in the house. Take your shoes off because there's like some super like skin rotting zombie disease that the homeless people have brought into the town, and so like everybody's paranoid about it down there. It's just crazy. Is that disease called poverty? <laughs> and you start rotting from the feet up or what? You just like go gangrene or something? I don't know. I don't know how much of this is hype. How much of it is reality? I think uh, it might be on purpose to make people want to leave these cities. It's super interesting. And I, you got to wonder... Uh, because anytime you have enough people, enough of any type of creature crammed into the same space, like they every every year they have a salmonella outbreak and they try to blame pretend like it's the small farms that are doing it and because they don't have regular they aren't regulating. But it's always come it, every time it comes out of like Tyson chicken or something. 
because anytime you have all these animals of the same kind, and this includes humans, we learned this in the bottoms of ships, like you put a bunch of people too close together and their feces and their poop and their different stuffs all around and starts mixing up. It doesn't do good things and new little weird diseases crop up that don't happen any other time. And so you have that going. And another conversation that I would really like to have, and I just don't know, nobody really wants to have the, the, I want to sit down with one of the train theory people, one of the experts on it and have a real intelligent conversation about German train. And so one of the things that needs to be brought up in that whole thing is for me, a virus like is like a parasite and is like a fungus. And that's, that's a really weird thing for a lot of people to understand. But when you look at it, what classifies when you look at a parasite, a parasite doesn't live overly long without a host because it's a bigger version of these things. It can live for a while without a host, you know, but usually like if you say, say lice or bed bugs or anything like that. And when your kids get lice, you, you do their hair or whatnot. Then you take all their toys and all their bedding, you put it in the garage for a month and then they say it's dead because the parasite needed a host because they can't procreate without a host in order to do that. Well, a virus is just a microscopic version of that where without a host, it's not able to replicate without being inside of a host. Then you look at a fungus and a fungus doesn't have its own body either. A fungus without a piece of dead root, a dead tree, some sort of dead substrate in order for it to inoculate inside of the old dead item. So the cellular material that was there, it's now taking over that cellular material, very zombie-like, right? And now that's its body. It's not your body anymore. It still looks like your body. But literally, when you think of the mushroom, the only part you're thinking of is the penis, the part that sticks out, the reproductive organ. But the whole, like if it's a log, that entire log, all the cellular material in that log has been replaced by the mushroom. And, and the mushroom can't leave that log unless the, the semen or the whatever inoculates another dead body and takes over the cell cellular material of that. So it needs a host in order to do all this. So it's a very interesting thing when you're looking at that. And which again is very zombie like. So if they're saying it's a, a is it a fungal thing that's going on? Yeah. Seems like it. It's interesting. Everything yeah, is so interconnected. Our penis. <laughs> Pink hand wave. <laughs> Just kind of a shaky hand wave to everyone in chat and on Rockfin for our Saturday, December 30th stream, episode 233 on Weaving Spiders Welcome Radio. I have in the studio with me Jim Maiden and Benjamin Balderson. 
We're discussing Mad Max, dietary restrictions, and no laws in the New Wild West. Oakland Raiders have moved to Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders. Will they be playing? Which again, yeah. is not who gives a fuck about sports ball, but what you've done is taken hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. and moved them from one place to another. Yeah. And then double and then doubled that with yes. moving the Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. So you took two professional teams out of a city in a very short duration, added two professional teams. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if uh Las Vegas has any other if they have hockey or basketball or anything. If it's Las Vegas, they could have all the sports teams. Male teams, female teams, male female teams. All the teams, all the sports. Do they have all the athletic domes and coliseums for those sports? And is this just more bread and circus? When we heard about football last in the 70s, was it not controlled by mafia at that point? And have have people forgotten that information? As if somehow the mafia, whoever they might be, controllers of the sport entertainment event have somehow just said no 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 we must maintain the integrity of the athleticism this must be seen as a fair and balanced athletic event otherwise people are going to stop watching it do they though i don't know did people stop watching wrestling some people did. They grew out of it. They grew up and developed jobs and personalities and interests in literature and fine cheeses and wines. Especially fine cheeses. The kind in a can that you squeeze out and then just go on a cracker? No, sir. Okay. <laughs> mm. and no, sir. And if you did not have to grate your Parmesan... Yes, it is wood pulp and is not for eating. Sure. <laughs> Las Vegas has all the sports balls. They took they just took Sacramento's basketball team. See again, very interesting. So that's Sacramento's not that far. Like you took a lot out of Southern California and moved it over to Vegas. That's interesting. And then also interesting, like like I said, you guys all heard the uh, after Vegas show <clears throat> where I said Vegas was or Flattoberfest was amazing, but Vegas was an absolute shithole. So, super interesting. They moved all these sports teams in there and all of a sudden it's just bad. They brought, it, they brought in the race cars, too. They shut down the main drag to have cars drive real fast by them. Mm-hmm. All for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. apparently, when you look at that, did that do the city any good? I mean, on an overall? So you got to wonder if some of these city planners are looking at that kind of thing. Okay. 
and even though there was probably a huge loss of revenue in Oakland, if in the say the next 10 years, Oakland figures out a way to recover from that financial uh, deficit and then also experiences a deficit in crime, a deficit in a whole bunch of other things, they might call that good. I would. Fuck your sports teams. Take your bread and circuses back to Rome. Listen, don't talk about sports ball like that. (laughs) I just needed to tell you. <laughs> you know, bread and circus are fine with me. I play if all cheese sports. on the bread. If it's cheesy Travel bread, pickleball only. Cheesy bread, pickleball, and circuses. Yes. And was what was it? A flavored yeast on the popcorn? <laughs> no, thank you. I highlighted that comment. I was going to ask something about. Putting uh, cheesy nutritional yeast flakes on popcorn. I hadn't, hadn't considered that. Love nutrition, nutritional yeast. I have one called Nooch. Nooch. <laughs> yeah, we call it Snoochie Noochie. Snoochie Noochie, okay. Yeah, of course. It's sriracha. It's sriracha mm-hmm. nutritional yeast on, on popcorn. Mm. All right. <laughs> oh, sriracha is good. Okay. Nutritional yeast is good. It's good on popcorn. Yeah, that's a good idea. Nooch. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I actually got it right here. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it is nooch. Nice. Nice. We've been talking about food. Oh, good. I want to make some potatoes. Your purple, favorite? Purple potatoes. Oh, yeah. The minis are the yeah. best. Bake them. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> All right. Except for for French fries, that's why we get the goldens a lot. Is for French fries. Them are the best for French fries. Fresh French fries. Freedom fries. How come we don't eat freedom fries? Do you like the French? I I I I I don't know. I'm not a fan of the French. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you mention it, no, no, I'm not. I think Maybe we're I freedom fries. We're talking so much about food. Fries. Probably yeah. because 2023 has been the most disappointing year in dining out for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, why not? I don't know that I've had I mean we've had some good sushi and we've been to some really good places. Um but I can't say that I've had a lot of foods that are like wowing me enough to make me want to keep eating out. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of a lot of fried foods, and it's odd because the restaurant experience is definitely different up here. Um, one of the breweries, which is very nice, very contemporary, it's a cool spot. Covered in televisions, absolutely littered with televisions. Literally everywhere you look. Like if I was sitting across from Jim, there's a television behind both of us on some wall somewhere. It's insane. It's just absolutely insane. And I glance around, I'm like, how many people are actually talking to each other and enjoying their food and not watching? Oh, it's impossible this. not it, to not yeah. to look at the TV. And they play videos of like 
cats. It's like Chive TV or something. Like yeah. it's just. It's God crazy. damn it! You can't play cat videos. That's unfair. Cat. Who doesn't cat enjoy videos? Cats? That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, I'm on a date and they're playing cute kitten videos behind yeah. my dates. Like literally earlier when I zoned out, that's because my cat knocked the knocked the uh, car block out of that carboy, and when it was jumping, and so it chased after him, and the cat was like, "Jesus!" and that sat there and stared at it like, you know, like, "You done?" <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, Rachel didn't see your mead. No, I didn't see the mead. He's, he's working on a new mead. Ooh. Yeah. No, it's to die for. To die for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to live for a little while, so I'll have to wait. <laughs> oh, that looks cool. Are those fingers? They're <laughs> rats. Rats. <laughs> it's like, oh, you've got some claws going on in there. That's yeah, cool. five dead rats. <laughs> Oh, that no. was not what I wanted to find. They knocked the uh, they knocked the car block off, mm. and the bung out of the bunghole, and crawled in there. Got Five dead rats is not part of the peanut butter solution. It's not in the recipe. Is it better it's than not. Five dead mice? Uh, yeah, it's not. Well, these guys aren't running at all. So who's powering the, the rat wheel? Nobody. Uh, <laughs> oh, Volcano alive! I was hoping John C. Lilly would have the answer to that question. Yeah, what I was doing was trying to do my own universe twenty-five, mm -hmm. but I was also including unlimited mead, and they all drank themselves to death. No procreation whatsoever. No procreation. Rats will do that. That's yeah. exactly what they do. Yeah. They don't want to have kids anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That just takes up drinking time. Yeah. Well, I've had a whole bunch of them. <laughs> You've had a whole bunch of rats? <laughs> Kids, rats. They're oh. <laughs> about equal. Oh, good. <laughs> Running around mountaintops barefoot, taking over the world. Of course. No, our, our, our one black cat died. That's why we got all these new cats, because our one black cat, she was super murdery. Super uh, murdery. And then she died, and inside six months, we were overrun with rats. Wow. And so then we got all these cats, and now they, they've been pushing back. <laughs> cats will win. Yeah, the one day Brian and I were outside, we picked up this crate full of something, and like there was a hole in the corner and like four rats jumped out and we stood there and looked at it and we didn't think nothing of it. And then more rats jumped out and about the 20th rat, both of us just dropped it and walked away like, nope, done with that shit. What the hell? It was just a crate of rats. They're, they're such creepy little buggers when they're in your yeah. Food and stuff. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, we need to get something going on in the back because there are mice in the yard. In the there, I am finding the holes. The dog has found some tunnels that she's obsessing over. Like you, that's are a good not dog. Gonna get them though. Well, she <laughs> she's gonna try. dig them up. She's gonna dig yeah. massive holes in our yard trying to get them <laughs> before she ever catches one. <laughs> I hope she gets a lot of them. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, these are these are Norwegian wood rats. 
So they're just everywhere in the mountains. Everywhere. Do they sing metal and think that they're very Viking? <laughs> Got fucking wearing leather and fucking spikes all over yeah. the place. Yeah. Yeah, the face paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew who it was when I saw that. Well, so what you need to do is make at least one of your cats an ordained minister and mm. go in and convert them because it's either convert <laughs> or die. Baptisms are working great, I can tell already. So <laughs> the next step. Exactly. Logical step. Exactly. The baptisms are working great. We tried to get Bob to do it. There was a rat underneath the sink, and Christy tried to put Bob in there to have him go deal with it. And Bob went, ah, and ran away. <laughs> Bob's not the one. Not Bob the Blue Man. Helgi, she's a shit. The one that was chasing my big cat here around. And she does kill things. A lot of things. Yeah, Helgi's, Helgi's, Helgi's kind of beastly. Yeah, and she also pees on me occasionally. Her and Matcha are having a, a war over which one owns my beard. And so then my shoulder occasionally, like right here on the side, because this is I usually sleep on the where to the left. And uh so the cats will fight right here, and then one of them will pee on my shoulder to mark the spot, and then which, <laughs> you know, I wake up pretty pissed off and you just pissed off. Time. Yeah, yeah on, off, all of it. I'm surprised you haven't gone full goat and just like, I own my beard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst part is the dogs fight over it too. Like, <laughs> horrible. If, if cats don't catch mice and rats, do they get to work at Walmart? Do they get a comfy fat job at Walmart just sitting there and greeting people? Is that a Walmart cat? That's a Walmart cat greeter. Wow. Indeed. They even give him a little vest. A little name yeah. tag. On a little wheelchair? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The motorized mm -hmm. one? And a health plan. And a health plan. Health, health yeah. plan. Dental plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's going to know exactly where to find the thing that I need. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> thing that we need is uh, Osama Sana come back. Oh, no. <laughs> Every time that one gets me. Is <laughs> he part Mexican too? They look so happy. It's those uh, anime smile eyes. No. Smile eyes. Yeah, man. the smile eyes. Well, I was going to say, if she didn't, then like, she had that going for her. <laughs> <laughs> There's more John C. Lilly we can listen to. We can get through his slurred speech patterns. Yeah, he, he, I don't know if Abraham Lincoln. He's got that funky too much acid. Abraham Presidential Lincoln. guy. Yeah, this okay. guy. This is the subtitled version of this video that many people were anticipating because they could not understand his slurred language. In his introduction, he uses um, um, Coincidence. Coincidence. Yeah. Coincidence. Of course, the coincidence is your own construction, your own language construction of the events. Well, that's all a fake, too. Yeah. As I said at the beginning of my work, 
a lie. <laughs> Push it in words. Because anything that you put in words is not experience, is not the experiment. It's a representation, a misrepresentation. And yet here we are misrepresenting to each other in order that we can learn from these lies. Right. Now, if you use language injunctively as a set of directions, then it's not uh, as bad as it is otherwise. It's not that So, in, in other words, for example, when you talk about echo, when you talk about perhaps going into an inner reality using a, a sensory isolation tank, which is he was just ahead of his time. He's mumble-wrapping. So here's, here's the possible answer. Now, the language suggesting that he's a pioneer in the field and he's dressing as a literal pioneer would have dressed with the uh, fur-skinned hat and the leather sort of hat. Baby, Davy Crockett. King of the Wild Frontier. <laughs> I want to put this guy on a penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. He's talking about Coral, Coral Young's uh, synchronous coincidences. His, uh, his speech is not as slurred. I think he's just been through a lot. He's tired. He's old. He's trying to record his interview and he did do a lot of interesting things allegedly i don't know i'm just very curious about this fellow and he has is a very anti-semitic if i get a jew over here to bite the tips of their penis off after no I... oh, see? <laughs> we'll just do that or 154 or using uh a number of different molecules which can be used for this purpose or uh, mystical disciplines when one enters into these realities each each set of instructions carries with it usually a belief system right. and uh, basically what you're saying is that all of these belief systems are wrong but one needs to entertain or to hold the belief system in order to follow through the instructions that's right um, our brains are so small we have to do this mm -hmm. So the belief system itself becomes a, a tool that we work with and then eventually we have to let go of. Right. And using these belief systems, you've been able to, in effect, map out the inner terrain of, of, of inner space in a manner which has is rich and varied flora and fauna and, and geography as one would find uh, on any continent, perhaps richer. But if you take if you take the same kinds of trips, you'll find a different flora and fauna. Mm -hmm. Different each, time. Each time. Yeah. Each time you take a trip, you'll find a different flora and a different fauna. Is there an internal consistency? I'm not sure. Here's someone at the door. Ding dong. Who's that at the door? SP SP Alger here to entertain you. SP <laughs> Elger. Now I could reach right over here and push this end stream button. Ha ha! <laughs> See ya! Joke's on us. It's an infinite stream. It never ends when we're talking about This is the dolphins. stream that never ends. It just streams on and on. We refuse on to end it until we get a thousand subs. So you have to make embarrassing videos. It's very similar to where like rain dancers that don't stop dancing until it rains. <laughs> well, you know, if you're a rain dancer, it's probably a good idea to keep dancing as long as you can. Because the next step is oh, hold on. Uh, bring that up. There is a, a 
There is Save a way to bring rain. This one or the luck dragon. <laughs> Next step is for them to kill you, if I remember correctly. The Lego centaur. <laughs> I was like, if you can't Why bring the I rain anymore, because <laughs> you embody it, you don't need the toy. S.B. Elger, have you read any John C. Lilly books? No, I have not. A peeping Tom at the keel of eternity doesn't sound as good as you think it does, oh, but no, it doesn't, does it? The keyhole. Oh. Some good times. Good. Ah, yeah, Jim. Jim knows too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's in here? Yeah, mm -hmm. poke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, we we did we streamed too many times with Tracy Twyman to make it uh like we we know too much. The Jeepers Creepers director. If you want to mm -hmm. have some fun, just look up the director for the horror movie Jeepers Creepers and, and the see movie if you can figure what the poster might what does that mean? Is it a memetic poster? Is there something meme? It's uh well let's just say it has some uh Masonic symbolism in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can learn more about that on SB Alger YouTube channel. Yeah, someone actually commented on that video. I think it was 27, episode 27. Somebody recently chimed in. They're like, oh, my gosh. Sure the headlines. You know, like they made a comment, and then they came back and commented immediately afterwards and said, hey, what I said in the last comment, SB said it two minutes after I commented. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. But that's how you know that you did something successful and good is when it's years and years later and absolute catastrophes have happened and people are like, we're still watching this shit over and over again. What were they watching? <laughs> episode 27 of Rx Only Picture Show. That is correct. Rx Only, the prescription only picture show. Prescription only picture show. Okay. Or I you guess you could call to, uh, it the going backwards picture show. Do you grant or the poison picture show since or, or, Rx yeah, means all of those things. Show. The retrograde picture show or the poison picture show. Retrograde mm -hmm. only picture show. <laughs> Backwards only, exactly. Reverse gear only. That seems about right. Yeah. How you just gotta you put it in reverse. You put your hand on the seat. There's none of those, but there's none of those dash cams back in the day. You just look back, you look in the mirror. And that's how you drive. You just backwards. Yeah. Just drive backwards. Backwards is the only <laughs> one that works in the car. Oh, you guys want to hear a funny story? Okay, so, you know, tragically, my father passed away in 1999. And, you know, it was a huge fiasco because I was living with a disabled person 24 hours, seven days a week. And so he had to help me travel down there to, to liquidate my father's estate and attend the funeral. And it was a really big, horrible catastrophe, you know, like, you know, it, it hits you hard, you know. And so... uh and of course, it wasn't like he was sick and dying. He just suddenly uh, dropped dead at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting of a brain aneurysm. So it was really hard on everybody. Oh, man. Um, me the most, of course, because he was my dad. And uh, so we get down there, and he's got, and he lives in the foothills of uh, of Northern California in Auburn, California. Ben probably knows where Auburn is. You know, it's about an hour and a half outside of Sacramento, but. The foothills of the Sierra Nevadas are kind of the same as a regular mountain range, you know, like the Sierra Nevada mountains are severe mountain range. And so the foothills are pretty serious mountains by anyone else's standards. And so uh, we realize his car doesn't have a reverse gear. And I know he'd owned the car for three or four years. And so I'm trying to put it together. Like, how are you driving this car? 
in the mountains, living in a, a small this mountain. This is fucking community. hilarious because Art does this too. Art yeah. just last night was fucking driving <laughs> up the wrong way up our driveway because he doesn't have reverse. Yeah, and so I'm trying oh, to figure it out, and then I realized, like, oh, Elmer that's why he, he had his car always parked, like, six spaces down from his own space. And then I realized, like, oh, it's because it's flat, and you can pull in real slow and stop, <laughs> and then he can open the door and push his car out away from the curb far enough that he can crank the wheel and drive away. And then he parked, he must have always right. parked, like, he was always thinking about parking. Always, so that he never parked in a place where he would need to use reverse. I'm just like you, crazy. like uh, this is the this is the blood I inherited. This is why, if you notice, sometimes I got some blind spots. Maybe I'm a little stubborn. It's like yeah, because I inherited this weird blood. Like we don't need to get a new car. We'll just not use reverse. We'll never put ourselves in a reverse. position to need to use reverse. Who needs reverse? Crazy, insane person. No, Marcus, you're all dragging up. So I left that car with my uncle who helped it's me with the estate, who I didn't really know. Very luck well, dragon? I figured, you want it? You can right. have it. You can have the car with no reverse gear. It's you luck dragon. <laughs> yeah. How do you park and drive with the reverse? I use luck. <laughs> oh, look, the smoke's coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's a pretty good. Did somebody AI generate that? Because that's really good. Oh, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> oh, man. The AI loves it when you prompt iridescent, pearlescent luck dragon wings. Try that with wings. We all love it. <laughs> and Lion Kings. You remember the scene from The Lion King? Done by. Yes. Yeah. Art, Art does that shit. He has no reverse. And Brian parked his car and unloaded hay last night. And then That's a Northern California thing. So it was in the way, so Art couldn't reverse. So we tried, had to try going up the side of the mountain, and we're all yeah. just like, the fuck is, is he going up the side? Oh no, that's another way to reverse. Is you find a yeah. hill and you go yeah, up and then slam it neutral, the hill, and then and you can coast back. He, you know? he came shooting back down backwards. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. I don't mind if you have to do that for even six months. Okay, you're either gonna fix the car, which you're probably not. Anyone that knows, like, the one thing that's important in your car more than anything else is the transmission. That's really the only part of the car that's important. Everything else can be fixed. Uh, if you know how to rebuild a, a, a automatic transmission, God bless you if you're hearing this. Wow, we're impressed. Is this not, I mean, if you just look at the exploded parts diagram, that should be enough for you to know that you don't want anything to do with it. You know, I'll rebuild carburetors or even fuel injectors all day. No problem. We can do that. I'm whatever the bands spinning with fluid lines and like little tubes that make the fluid go. And, you know, electricity is applied in some areas. No, when I worked, no. when I worked at the, <laughs> at the main interstate Detroit diesel, where we rebuilt interstate Detroit diesel engines, the Allison transmission guys, that was its own department. Anybody who right. didn't know a goddamn thing about a transmission, those guys were nuts. They yeah. guys were nuts. No, you like have that. to be. No, you have to be. Just like just to me, it's the same as guys that tell you they do rigging for big shows. Like, yeah. oh, you're the one that makes sure the stage and all the lights can stand straight up and down and support the weight of everything, huh? Well, whatever you say, I'll do. And I don't want any trouble, even if I disagree with you, because you're a crazy person. When something's yeah. wrong, that means you're going to climb straight up over the act and do something with cables that no one else can do. 
And then, and you're going to do it in such a way that you're confident everything will be okay. And that we're not all going to die, including the audience and David Bowie. Right. Yeah. Kind of like a carny. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, carnies are those guys once they retire and get strung out. You know, that's what happens. The guy that does the rigging, he retires and he goes to the carnival and then he thinks he's not going to go back to using dope, but he does. And then you become a carny. That's what... yeah. <laughs> but you can still do it. You still have the knowledge and the ability to do the rigging and everything, but it's maybe not here at Marcus. Like 88% instead of 100% effective. Espielger, what do you think of John C. Lilly? Well, all I know is that uh, he's affiliated with guys like uh, Kinsey, and that's just a bad thing. That's, you know, that. What I, when you say John C. Lilly, I think, wow, MK Ultra punching at the heavyweight level. <laughs> he was talking about his. ECCO Earth Coincidence Control Office or Operation, and he says in Italian, ECCO Echo means like this is it. Yeah, I used to have some Italian mm -hmm. shoes called Echo. Echo shoes. Take down the full screen. We'll go back to John C. Lilly. Hear a little bit more from him to see if we. It's have not some looking good. If you look like Rod Stewart mm -hmm. didn't get any sleep, that's not good. Well, let's listen in. Right. <laughs> so the problems of the mind are no limits. And yet, if one if one pushes that very very far, I guess one you know no limits almost means nothing. There's nothing there. Limits limits is what defines things. It what it's what creates form. Does it I haven't thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, well, that's insightful. It's form. Does it I haven't thought of it that way. Uh -huh. Well, he's not. He looks like he's industry. wearing. Is he wearing a hat or not? Okay, he is wearing a hat. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just to find it an entirely new way. He's been called a pioneer. Of he's we he's wearing like the the uh, the hat with the the tail on the back, raccoon tail on the back. He's literally dressed, literally dressed as an actual. American pioneer. Okay. So as a psychonaut, as a pioneer of the innerverse of the mindscape of the oneric energy dream realm thing, where he can take ketamine and then feel like his penis has disappeared or been removed or stolen or taken from him and then ask his wife tony is it still attached? She confirms that it's still attached, and because that was his greatest fear. <laughs> He has, he's no longer anything to fear about. No, no more fear. Right. And he's right. a brave pioneer. So this guy probably, it's probably, uh, he's probably the one that uh, inspired the song Detachable Penis, whether he realizes it or not, or whether we realize it or not. Detachable penis. I almost have the sense, though, that if, if there are no limits in the province of the mind, that we humans and, and other beings we create limits of our own to make it interesting to make to make the game worth playing you can't live as a human without limits mm -hmm. and that's seems like he's high as yeah. shit right now to build into your brain the pattern recognition systems in your brain first he's going to talk about hallucinations more drugs and then i just had the thought that there was a guy named uh, uncle al you know who that guy is crowley yeah, who uh, pushed himself and others to not have limits, 
to say there are no limits. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of law. Love under law. Love, love is how to, if there's anyone who understands 93 language, <laughs> correct me. Essentially, we all kind of get it mixed up to think that if Alistair Crowley and the Ion of Horus released the Thelemic or masterwork of Liber Elvigis, the book of the law, and then that says, you know, do what you will, essentially. And then later that influences a German author who writes the never ending story. And that whole phrase is Bastion, Bastion, you know, do what you will. And then he has to use the name of Moonchild because that's his mother. So it's all tied into this Jungian archetypical dreamscape mythicism sort of cool story, bro thing. And now it's 2024. We've had a lot of time to think about these ideas. Are these good ideas? I typed in John C. Lily Luck Dragon with fish scales and got some pretty good results here. <laughs> this is the guy who was really uh, not as perverted as I thought it would be. These are actually pretty beautiful. Is he in an isolation tank? This one dragon looks like he's kind of in an isolation tank. It's it's very subtle and beautiful. Like I think beautiful I'm going to save divers. these. Very good. Oh, I wanted to remind people that despite the uh, utter popularity of ketamine nowadays, mm -hmm. that there is a, a pretty common recurring theme of it causing people's bladder to become weak and or permanently fail. So if you're imagining oh. experimenting with it just to get high or using it therapeutically, like I see the ads on Facebook, just remember that you want to Google that first too. Mm -hmm. So that that way, you know, if you it works, and you making them so they can't control their bladder permanently. Yes. It, it creates incontinence. Yes. Supposedly. Now, I mean, I have not ever experimented with ketamine myself. The reports I've gotten from people that do it do not make me have any temptation to do it. I turned into a glowing uh, jelly and melted through the floor, and I felt like it was reborn, like in like a uh, like a glowing jelly cracking out of an egg or something like that. It's like no, I don't. I knew a hippie lady who was a real deal hippie. It was my friend Johnny's mom, and she she was friends with Ken Kesey, oh. and uh, she actually met William S. Burroughs, and she described ketamine as a very adult drug, not like LSD, and that was enough for me. That put a pin in my map, like, oh, so LSD's for kids. That's like kindergarten stuff. Ketamine's for the grown-ups. Like, well, I don't, I don't want to be a grown-up then. I'm good. No, I've taken, I've it's taken like, LSD. I, like iboga, like. Yeah, no, I don't exactly. I don't need three days to recompartmentalize my brain. I'm not strung out on, uh, on opiates to the point where I can't survive, and I haven't suffered such yeah. trauma that I need to recompartmentalize my whole brain. So I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, like, oh, you can't do anything for three days and you, you'll live like three li other lives or eight other lives. Yeah, or... somebody's there to babysit you in case you pee or poop the bed or whatever, you know. <laughs> what? No, I can't. No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, I don't even. Not drink. necessary. I mean, yeah. yeah. If I mean, if you're there, if mm -hmm. you're stuck. And you are yeah, stuck. Yeah, like you no, can't get there. Okay, cool. I get it. I, I, I appreciate that. I would definitely recommend getting someone that knows what they're doing to help you through it. Because a three-day trip that's going to take you on a 10,000-year, five-lifetime journey is a pretty big deal. Let's sing it together. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. 
I'm an LSD kid. Now, if you change the lyrics, I don't want to grow up. I'm an LDS kid. That makes you a Mormon. That's right. So when I was a kid, how did that go when I was a kid? It's like, uh... no, not Tully's Arrest commercial. There was some little kid's thing. It was like LSD, LSD, Mr. Reagan takes it, Mrs. Reagan makes it. Why can't we? Why can't we? Or something like that. Oh, Nancy. Uh, that seems familiar. I kind of vaguely remember that. Yeah, you remember that when we were kids? There was like some little rhyme. About yeah, the, no, some. About yeah, we had, we, I wish yeah, we had yeah. them all from when we Never were kids. Never heard that. There was some good ones. <laughs> yeah, Reagan it was something. Never, Mr. Reagan, yeah, it was like Mr. Reagan takes it. Mrs. Reagan makes or Mrs. Reagan makes it. Mr. Reagan takes it. Why can't we? Why can't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, if that's Nancy Reagan weird. made the LSD, I don't want to take it because I don't have any faith in her. That's an interesting way to learn presidents by associating them with the drug that they were associated with. So the Reagans associated with LSD. Of course, Biden associated with what drug? Stupidity. Stupidity. <laughs> Hold on. No, no. What, what is that thing where you... Rufinol? In- I thought he was affiliated with Rufinol. Oh, I, I it's that thing where uh, you keep your old poop in the closet for like two years and then go back and sniff the jar. What's that called? Oh, yeah, 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 bunk, uh, yeah uh, not bunkum. It's close. Uh, it's, it's something. Jankum? I think Jankum. Jankum. I would jankum. say he is the Jankum. <laughs> the Jankum president. I think that's, I think we have we've broken new ground here at the end of the year 2023. Yeah, yeah. Hunter is Joe Biden, yeah. Joseph uh, uh, Rubinette, Rabinette, whatever his middle name is. Biden is the Jinkum president. I think we're on to yeah. something here. <laughs> I forgot all about Jinkum. <laughs> Maybe think of Crocodile too. Remember Crocodile? Yeah, I actually like in prison read this horrible, horrible romance novel. Uh, and Crocodile was in it, and this was before Crocodile ever was a thing on the outside. It was very interesting because then when somebody said it, I was like, weird. And it was some book about it, only in the book, instead of uh getting scaly and stuff, you started like losing impulse control, and then you would end up having you know mad raging sex with everybody, and then you'd end up dying from it, but first you'd have sex with everybody just like whoever and uh it was a horrible horrible book the description's absolutely pornographic but when you're stuck in i was in the hole and uh i did almost a year in the hole over and uh consecutively yeah well you can do 90 days and then they take you out and then they put you right back in that's um, not right, man. That's fucking scary. No, no, it was rough and freaking uh that during the winter the librarian didn't come for like four months because it was kept blizzarding. And so you just started you know, one of the things you do is you call it fishing. You take your bed and you rip out the strings in your bed and you uh-huh. can make this really long line and there's a gap under your door like that big. Right. And you put a little weighted, you make a little weighted end, and then you could chuck it over to the next cell, and then right. they can attach a book, and then you know you pull it back and you trade books and whatnot. Some of the things them fuckers read. Ugh. 
Oh, I heard the I heard about people <laughs> fishing at the Walla Walla Penitentiary in the uh, you know the highest level of lockup. <laughs> Not not the whole, you know, like in the prison where you're in solitary confinement, like you said, permanently, you know, like these guys are at the high. I don't remember what they call it, Supermax or whatever. And uh, yeah. I heard they did the same thing, only it was down the toilet that you take your bed apart and you make a thread. You make something yeah. like a hook and then everyone flushes the toilet at the same time and the threads all go down and get tangled up. And yeah. then somebody lets go and one guy gets his stuff, you know, like you're using the, the plumbing as a communication in uh, like a mail yeah. system. Hardcore man, yeah. Under the doors is way easier, though. You can do it. I'm, pretty sure, cool. I'm sure that using the plumbing is a, a big is not good. I was on suicide watch once, so it's over in the super in the super isolated area, and these guys were fishing. And I, I'm on suicide watch. I'm just supposed to say something if they try to kill themselves. And the fucking guard was so mad at me about it, like because I was watching these guys fish, and one of them. Uh, if you, if you're on suicide watch, they don't give you a blanket. You just get this suicide gown thing. Right. It's just like this weird padded, weird thing. And, uh, so he wanted a blanket and he ripped apart the bottom of his suicide gown and fished down to the guy below him. I couldn't believe it. And he, he got it down to the first, the bottom floor and then had a whole blanket and was pulling this whole blanket up and he got it most of the way up, but the guards noticed it as it was hanging over the rail and came running up. The guard looks at me. He's like, why the fuck did you say something? I was like, he ain't trying to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Give him a minute. Watch, yeah. Yeah. Give him a minute. You know, I mean, well, let him, let me see what he's going to do with the blanket. Maybe he's cold. Yeah. Just to make a noose, then I'll, I'll yell out, hey, hey, yeah. it's happening. Nobody said I'm on blanket watch, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Stop it. Yeah, I typed in Crowley as Luck Dragon with fish scales and got some pretty good results, too. This oh. I, I... It's, it's fun. It certainly is fun. To be able to play with, uh, I, 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 what I want to do image creator that's Dolly three. There's stable is that diffusion. What it is? There, there are a few different image generating software things, and I know there's another uh, version on Bing that's a designer. You can go from a designer to the Bing thing, and I'm wondering if, and I wanted to talk about reverse image search to determine the origin of an internet image so it can it'll it'll have a all the images on the internet are indexed and cataloged and stored with all the metadata associated with it so when you generate an image through the ai software on bing through microsoft that's microsoft's bing they do tend to uh have a not quite a certificate of authenticity, but they've registered it. So they are saving every single image. Of course, yeah. That's, why, they're, that's why it's free. Prompts. So in that instance, the Bing search engine is going to know that if someone reverse image searches, meaning they have the image and they put the image into the search box, and then it pulls it out and says, this image was generated on a certain date. Now, with Bing gathering all the prompt information, a text prompt, like at a text terminal, using your keyboard to type in words that you imagine in a proper order to summon an image, and then Bing 
Microsoft's search engine using the AI to then gather all the information to see what people want to generate the most images of. So now they have all the data of what images are most yeah. generated and what search terms are used. That's no, probably to me, that's what I was getting to say. Oh, that's absolutely why. That's There's no other reason they, they they're, it's data gathering. Right. It, it's a really intuitive way for them to crowdsource. Mm -hmm. They they give us something that's just interesting and good enough that we'll input, and then they're getting all kinds of scope of of knowledge from that input. But that's what I was going to say, Alan. Like if you're building a to... matrix, you're almost letting the people build their own matrix. Doing yeah, that well, by doing that, then you can figure out which one. Uh, will control them better because you know all of the details that they're most interested in. Like a three-legged Hermanubis statue made out of iridescent pewter. Yeah, that, that third leg pad. in the background is kind of disturbing, right? The way it's almost completely hidden, so it makes but you wonder. There's also only really look one like over there. wing on the back. And yeah. then the staff, the wings are doing like as above so below. Clear to like almost his fucking ankle there because there's like some rod thing. There is a rod up right by the, the tail. Yeah. But no, there, there's he's holding a rod in his hand, but that that end doesn't go anywhere near that. I don't know where the end of that rod, particular uh -huh. rod, goes. I don't uh, necessarily the, want it. It goes, it goes up the Anubis. Yeah, up the Anubis. <laughs> it Ooh. is really great at generating RoboCop images. <laughs> So I Thank typed God. in James, James Edward Maiden frog sculptures and got some pretty good results. One of them actually kind of reminds me of Jim's work. So to me, that's fascinating. Oh, really? That I like to see those. As soon as you put a fucking hand, a glove on, that's a really, like a gloved hand, it does really well. And like his teeth yeah. look pretty good. That's actually pretty impressive. Because what it's doing is taking elements of art that already exists. Some painter actually painted those teeth at some point. What it's doing is copying and pasting images together to make a collage of another image, and then it's just filling in the lines between it. So that's why other artists who are no longer living are probably rolling in their graves horrified that they created art that is now going into the sample engine machine to spit out stuff like that. And depending on how you prompt hole it, is the Anubis is the Anubis. I don't think I would like the bonus hole. That doesn't sound good. Well, it's safe. It's truly a magansambu. I was wondering. I was wondering the whole time what that said. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's AI not understanding English language. You type in English language and says shirt sure, that says the words, and you put in quotes, truly something, and it intentionally puts in misspellings intentionally. So I wonder if that's Microsoft's way to say, yeah, we're making art, but. It still looks terrible. It needs to be touched up. So with this pewter thing, it's like, well, yeah, but there's three legs on this dog. So now it's and a staff sticking out of its either a staff or a penis, a very rod-like penis. I, I I don't know what's going on here. With one wing on its back, there's only one wing. And so if we had it with the three legs, uh, I mean. 
what where is exactly the tail going on here like it kind of where is that tail coming out of it's a piece of a tail copy pasted to resemble a pastiche image of something that resembles something like a hermanubis hermanubis like a kobold sort of uh, dog-based pony soldier is that what you typed in was hermanubis and that's what you got yeah hermanubis do you know what an actual hermanubis looks like i have never heard of a hermanubis it's a uh, Greco-Egyptian god who conducts the souls of the dead to the underworld. Oh, I thought that was just Anubis. Anubis. Uh, I, I know who Anubis is. Combining Hermes with the comedic deity of Anubis into Hermanubis. This is what the I don't AI is. Combining Hermes with Anubis. And Billy Channel is wondering if if that's the bonus hole with the Anubis. And I'm just saying, if it's an Anubis bonus hole, that doesn't sound great at all. I don't think I want to do anything with that hole. <laughs> well, it's just because you're so straight. It's definitely the Jim, Jim and Ben are definitely the straightest guys here. Did it make a bibliography for your made-up character uh hellenicfaith.com slash hermanubis uh references periphery and the encyclopedia britannica i'll go there now let's see what they say about it you see in the anubis egyptian god page at some point they probably reference you know if you combine anubis with hermes then you'll get hermanubis what we're doing with bing now is taking two familiar things and mashing them together into a new creation. So it's the dialectic of thesis, antithesis equals synthesis. So this is like that scam that I heard about that that one of them Paul kids did with where he had like this game that was like an NFT or something and you bought eggs and the egg was an animal like a cat. Mm -hmm. And then you got another egg that was like an elephant. And then you put them together, and then they'd make a cat. The next egg would be like a cat. It would be like a cat, elephant, a elephant, or or just a Walmart greeter. <laughs> I would accept that as a greeter, but not as the right. as the dummy that tries to to check your receipt. Check you down at the end. Yeah, I never, I never let them do that. And if it was a cat, I would, I would be very unhappy about it. Right. So when an image like RoboCop becomes a mimetic image that masks that body armor, the glove, the gun on the side of the leg, there, the holster in the hip. Funny to think that you'd almost have to let RoboCop check your receipt, right? Because it's so archetypally correct mm -hmm. your whole life. Like, all right, RoboCop, here's the receipt. You know, don't shoot us all dead in here. Well, that's how it becomes the meme. And then people take RoboCop and put that hero in another movie. And then they mash those two characters up. So in fan fiction, they would ship things, forcing them to be in a romantic relationship. So they put them together in stories. It might have like a, a story here. Some royals duking it out for the throne. It'll generate anything you want it to generate. Usually, until you get the dog. 
So the dog will say, no, you can't do that. But there are uncensored. You won't let you do dogs? Well, if you have a violent word, I've been trying to generate images of Odin with a spear, right? Odin is known for having a spear. Gungnir. Oh, it's a weapon, right? A weapon? Yeah. Odin holds something, a sharp object. It doesn't yeah. want to generate sharp objects. There are certain things that filters through and and they'll generate the image on the back end but they won't show it to you so they'll say it was it, unable to show that image and then at that point they have a dog that comes through and people who are on forums and message boards actively generating new prompts and mishing and mashing things together to create funnier images that's really the humor of this is trying to make the most disgusting funny vile offensive mimetic image possible and as people are do you have the free one or the paid one i haven't paid for this this is so i wonder if i wonder if you go into the paid one it's like yeah have at it then huh that is that is the whole purpose of selling the service to create disney characters in situations where it would be an x-rated film essentially but Bing and Microsoft doesn't want to be responsible for generating pornographic images of Disney's Pixar film characters. That girl from Tang or Tangled with the long hair is a popular one, or the girl from Frozen as a name Elsa or something. She's been showing up in all these memes. So it's generating them. But if you cross the boundary, it'll say not on a free platform. But, of course, as you're asking, I'm sure there are private paid-for services, servers, cre artists. Oh, there's people that have figured out how to write the code to get it to do what they want themselves, too. Remember when Yeti Slang was on our stream a few months back, and I asked him yeah. a question about Rule 34 uh... Art. And I said, when you were uh, open for commissions, did you get a lot of people requesting you to basically draw cartoon porn from, of Disney characters or video game characters? Like that's the rule 34 thing. Now artists are not having to do that. If it can just be generated easily. Through what did he say? Art. I don't remember. Did he say yes or not? Well, we'd have to go back and play the tape back. <laughs> Was that WSW episode three? four five six or seven that's a great question out there it's been a while yeti slang johnny larson so the sonic middle finger has been really fun getting characters to flick you off give you the bird has been fun So would it have a problem with Thor and Mjolnir then? Since that's a hammer rather than a spear? And it's pointies that it seems to have a problem with and sharps? It's learning from creators who are prompting stuff. They have to have humans who are then reviewing the stuff. I got to tell you, I saw that ZE that ZE. Mm -hmm. right out the gate and i was like what the fuck we have a guest at the door shall we let them in 
Here they are. I turned my head and see the rest of the name before I was like, what the hell's going on right now? <laughs> Welcome. Hi. How's your microphone working? Is it working? We hear you. Yep, we can hear you. You have to introduce yourself to everyone. Oh, I'm uh, Becky, otherwise known as Zephyr. And uh, nice to I meet you. Out, I found out about you guys through Owen. Oh. Bootsy. I've been watching you guys oh, for through, a while, though. Through Bootsy Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like that. We we'll call her Mystics. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I met him on Instagram, and I did a, um, a coaching interview with him. So whenever he was doing the coaching. Uh, nice. Pretty cool. I think it's I did a, one of those, too. It's a small world. Yep, it sure is. And I don't know if you guys know uh, Tim. Uh, he's the Cosmic Threader. Because, like, he's really the one that, like, hooked me into all of you guys. Cosmic Threader. Man, that sounds familiar. Is His first name's Kim? Tim. 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 Yeah, I'm not sure if yep. I know for sure. Sounds cool. Yeah, cool. So what are you guys talking about? Talking about John yeah, talking about Lily being the pioneer of dolphin sex. Talking about AI. I only read one of his books. I think it was bio, uh, Engineering the Human Biocomputer. That's his famous term. Yeah. Talking about the human having a biocomputer body thing, <laughs> mind-body connection, and all of the limits that it could be pushed to, and all the research they were doing in labs. I don't really, don't really know now in 2024 if this guy is just a scientist. Just really a genuine scientist interested in scientific knowledge. Was he? I don't think so. I think so. Back, they're talking. They're talking about the six finger thing, still. And there's a lot of things actually that are a dominant trait that are really weird. It's just so many of those things. Uh, normal society, like if you start looking things up, like Lobster Boy. Like everybody in that family was lobster-like. They all had that weird disease, and just who wants to sleep with that person and have kids that are going to have that deformity? Um, so there's actually quite a few traits like that that uh, are really weird. And when I when I was a kid in the '80s, you heard a lot more about things like that. It's very interesting how quickly that's really died out and including with uh animals and like cheney over there talks about pickled punks and that was always like there was a lot of deformed kids back in the day and that's what that was what a lot of that was based around and you just don't hear about shit like that um but yeah everybody in that guy's family and that guy that story about lobster boy is crazy like that dude was like this crazy murderer and he actually killed somebody, but because because they couldn't uh, take they weren't equipped to take care of him in, in prison, uh, they just let him go. They're like, yeah, well, you're just going to be on house arrest. There aren't a lot of artists creating images of deformed humans, so I don't know that the AI models have determined that humans look a certain way. They 
are determining that humans in paintings and in art are usually defined by their most sexually attractive features. So that's what the AI is, AI is trying to produce because that's what it sees humans as. So as well, humans yeah, make program humans, it. then that feedback perpetuates its creation. And as young people are discovering the internet for the first time and their own bodies and other bodies of people, they want to generate images that are interesting in the most interesting way to them. So that's a thing that we're dealing with now. But it's not new, is it? That's it's just hyper. Drawn it's just, that way is everything just going faster and maybe slightly different new iterations, but there's nothing new yeah i feel the same way it's non-novel novelty that's all so how long have you been on the internet zephyr oh geez um the first time i got on the internet i was in high school which was in the like early 90s i was well, a netscape navigator BB, bbs's yep yeah i had uh, my cousin um his mom worked for Sandia Labs, and she was actually like the person that was like the hacker that tried to get into the labs to protect the labs. Right. It was, she was penetration testing. Yeah, mm. penetration testing. That's exactly what it was. And uh, so he, my cousin Eric, was he he like lives in Virginia now. I'm pretty sure he's probably working for the government. I'm not sure exactly, but uh, yeah. So he uh, was on the BBSs, and I ran at my parents' long distance phone. <laughs> so he lived in Albuquerque, plus he. Yeah, he's inside. Thank you. But uh, yeah, so uh, I was I uh, stole my dad's computer from work at, in the middle of the night because I was an insomniac, and uh, I got on the BBSs and ran up the long distance bill. That's the question I would ask. Are you an insomniac because you had a computer and internet access and internet all night long? It pretty much happened. I've been this way, like, up all night, pretty much uh, nocturnal (laughs) in the winter, especially Hmm. uh, since I, like, went into puberty. So, And my mom will testify to that. So what do you do to manage it? Um, I just, I don't work for the man, so I can do what I want. I guess. Right, so I then you don't, don't have to worry so much about when you do and don't sleep. So so you've adjusted, because me, when I used to, I don't suffer with insomnia anymore, but when I used to, the, to me, the thing I found most useful was to uh, get over the idea of falling asleep. And if I found myself laying in bed for any uh, redundant amount of time, I would give myself permission to get up. I would get up, turn the lights on, turn the TV on, read a book, uh, start doing dishes. If no one was home, you know, do whatever. And and usually I found that that would either allow me to get lots of things done and be comfortable, or sometimes it would even uh, put me in a position to suddenly feel sleepy and fall asleep. So Yeah, I just sleep when I'm tired. And it, I don't really have insomnia because I do sleep regularly. Uh, and I kind of even have like a regular schedule, but it's just like not a normal person's schedule. Not like right. Big schedule. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we have no idea to what degree uh, 
human beings would all be adjusted to their own particular sleep cycle if it wasn't for industrial revolution and the way that society is organized. We have no idea. Right. Even yeah, we just don't periods, know. There were, there was I, I, I don't know. I don't know about right. all that. I got I got to say, I think the industrial revolution has made it to so that there's other sleep cycles. You can't tell me that a hundred that 150 years ago, free electricity, that there was a lot of people that wanted to stay up all night. There were people that burn oil and burn candles. I'm not saying that there was zero. I'm saying the percent compared to what we have now. Way lower. I'm sure it was way lower. It's a ton lower. Why? Because everything, it's not, it's not industry that made it so you have to do things during the day. It's that we can't see at night. That made it so you have to do right, things during murder. the day. Right. The natural right. thing is yeah, to wake up with the sun and go to bed it, when it, it goes. Right. You have it's to, a funny plus you have thing. to have you resources. <laughs> you have to have resources to stay up. And we all kind of take advantage uh, or take it for granted that we use electricity to 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 bulk at the system. But before electricity, then you would have had to have resources to like, you know, I'm sure like having a candle or oil to burn. You know, you can't just burn oil every single night all night to stay up unless you're some kind of eccentric or wealthy or whatever. At least you have to have the resources and the excuse like why would you why would you burn oil lamps all night and stay and, and up? And even then, look how limited you you would be. Yeah, you might want to read a book or sit there and do some knitting or something. But oh, yeah, you can't turn like, on your shop lights. Yeah, you can't go out and do anything big. You can't. You're not. Gonna oh yeah, that, the guy that's going to light fifty or a hundred oil lamps to get a project done is really is we're it, down uh, to like radio one percent. As soon as people right? could listen to the radio yeah. all night, then maybe they'd stay up and listen to the uh, radio again. All night. Electricity. Again, uh, post-electricity. Yeah. Prior uh, yeah. to uh, the industrial revolution, how many how many people wanted to stay up at night? How many people thought that staying up at night was bucking the system or went? This just well, really sucks. I can't see anything. I'm sitting here and it's fucking dark. Except for your microphone's a little little quieter than the rest of us. Is it? Maybe so I have to speak a little louder, sense. then we'll hear you. That helps. Better. Yeah. Yeah, so like what about stoking the fire all night? I mean, you had to keep warm, so there was somebody that was putting wood on the fire. You don't stoke the fire all night. You know how much firewood that would take? Like that's why you bank the coals. So that way it stays reasonable and on top of that, you don't really want your house that hot. Like it's way easier to sleep during the when it's cold. You just well, you just hope that the coals last till morning. So that way you don't have to raw restart restart the fire. That sucks, but you don't. Yeah, even, even my friend Nikki, who Nikki Rapano lived out there in Interior Alaska in homemade yurts, where it was getting negative sixty, and that's what she said that uh, that they wouldn't try to keep the fire burning all night. They'd build up a huge bank of coals, and then um, if the coals burnt out, you would know because it would get so cold that it would wake you up with a splitting headache. And then, like she yeah. said, as long as you weren't uh, an alcoholic, you wouldn't die from the cold, you know, bundled up in your sleeping bag or whatever inside the yurt. But if the coals went out, then it would wake you up because you are getting hypothermic and you got a splitting headache and you're freezing and shivering. So then you have to get up and uh, buck wood and hopefully you have some dry wood and get the fire started again. I mean, so and that's about at, at night. At night, you go and you shut the flue. 
and you take your ashes and you put them over top of the coals because you don't want them to burn themselves out. You want them to just sit there and cook, and it's called banking your coals. Like, like the amount of wood that you would have to set aside if you burnt wood all night, like to, to live throughout a year, especially if you didn't, again, we're talking pre-industrial revolution. So they didn't have a steel chainsaw. You had to go out and handsaw that shit. Jesus. I'm killing it. It busts my ass trying to keep up with the wood stove. We burn more wood than most because we cook on our wood stove. We have a cooking wood stove. And I it busts my ass. And I've got a giant 462 uh, chainsaw. I've got a nice 311 steel chainsaw. And it's a lot of work. And there's a couple of us. To you try guys watch Alone? Ben, have you watched that show Alone where they drop people in the middle of nowhere and uh, they compete for a quarter million dollars to see who can survive the longest? It's the most realistic survival show I've seen because they drop them. The, the one thing that's kind of contrived is that they train them to use all their camera equipment and they do send a medical team out about once a month to make sure that the people aren't uh, hiding that they're in danger or dying or sick or, you know, getting emaciated or have an injury that they're so, I mean, you know, it's not 100% survival, but it's way more, it's not like Survivor Man or Bear Grylls, you know, it's not like that. They, they dump these people in, uh, usually in Northern Canada somewhere. And, um, Ooh. is that the yeah, one where they have like different camps or they're like different areas? And- yeah. Eight or 10 oh, people. Yeah, yeah. And then they're all, you know, people are falling out, you know, like I remember, uh, one guy left the first night because there's bears and he's in his tent, you know, like you see, you, you, you got your tarp to start and then you have to build a shelter, you know? And so of course everybody's trying to pull down, uh, you know, get shelter established and fresh water and then start to hunt for forage for food and hunt. But the reason I brought it up right now is because the guy that won two seasons ago, this Hispanic guy, he didn't build a fire at all um, to keep warm all the time. And most people, they're trying to keep a fire going the whole time. And like you said, they're banking the coals. So it's not like they're dumping wood on the fire constantly, but they're, it's freezing. You know, once the winter comes, they drop them right at the end of spring. So they're, they have a chance to forage, to hunt, to get set up. And then the winter comes. And that's what tests everybody. And so uh, you might enjoy the show, Ben. But um, yeah. this guy, he he had practiced being cold and living in the cold with no fire. And so he didn't light a fire until the very, very end, until he was down to like two weeks to go. And, I mean, he didn't know it was two weeks to go, but he had built a little fire stove out of some uh, anything that they find they allow them to use, like whatever litter or trash or random merchandise that's just littered around. And he found a bunch of cans and built a stove. But um, it was really impressive to me. And it showed how much time and energy and effort everybody put into keeping maintenance of their fire and the psychology of it. If people's fire burnt out and they couldn't get it lit and get it back going or they were having a struggle, it would be an excuse for them to tap out and push the little button and call and go home. Because they were so used to the fire and it was so much a part of their routine, their ritual was surrounding that fire. Whereas that guy completely just pushed that out. He's like, I'm not going to have a fire. And like me and my lady. Yeah. Right. And so to me, it's interesting conversation, right? Cause he, that's how he won. Really. I would say that's probably the thing that won it for him was that he he went out there energy on so much else. The amount, like I said, I have a steel, I have a giant steel saw 
and one that's actually a very large steel saw and they're really well kept and i'm in those things it rips through wood like magic and it's still so much a work. sharpener Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure he's got I, files sharpening that chain I've all got, the time. I've got about four four different chain sharpeners. I've got about three chains for each of my saws, like a couple blades. It's and it's just constant, constant work. Yeah, yeah Billy Tango, Van, Vancouver Island is the main spot. They they do it in other places, but yeah, Vancouver Island is in northwest Canada and it's crazy. What is the name of the television show? <laughs> called Alone. Alone, A-L-O-N-E, Alone. Yeah. It's good. I mean, that's one of the few shows I've watched in the last five or ten years that I've actually really just enjoyed without it being, uh, you know, without that tinge of guilt or feeling like you're wasting your time or it's just stupid. You know, like I, I have a hard time watching most of the stuff they present now for what serialized television or movies. Um, I don't remember which network it's on. It's on... Um, I'd have to look it up. Uh, I just It's just not coming to me. Okay. Ask your file guy. Maybe he'll tell you. My file guy? Yeah. That's, like, that's something that I, speaking of, like, you were talking about the, the John Lilly and stuff like that before. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, have programmed in, I have, like, <clears throat> like, my avatars in my head, my, what do they call them, your, your archetypes. Mm -hmm. um, I have, like, my file guy and my ego, my ego. I used to like murder it all the time, but it always comes back and I was being really mean to it. And then like one day I was having a talk with my friend and I decided I was like, okay, well, if I have a choice ever, I'm going to choose love over fear. That's number one. And mm -hmm. I, I just started there and uh, she was like, well, how does that work? You're like killing your ego. That's not very nice. <laughs> it's not very loving. And I was like, oh, she, you're right. And so I had to come up with a creative way to, you know, deal with my ego. So I gave him a new job and it's like guarding the back door. So like nice. no brainwashing, no advertisement. I curse during commercials, which is hilarious. Everybody loves it. It's, you know, as long as I'm not. I used to talk it. back to commercials all the time too. And I would cur curse a lot. So yeah, I have the same strategy. That's a lie. Skip. That's a lie. That commercial. That's a lie. Rebuke it. I'm like, I would never buy this. I am not your target audience. Right. <laughs> yeah i do that too like i i used to teach my kids to talk back to the tv tell them shut up that's a lie fuck you fuck you i, I don't want to buy TV. that thing you know they're watching you anyways so if you're interesting anyways i guess <laughs> i saw a funny meme earlier today the guy said uh i was reading this manifesto but i don't want my fbi agent to think that i'm a threat so every few pages i just go I just thought that was pretty funny, you know, like look at my webcam. Whoa, hey, you know, reading Unabomber, but whoo, it's pretty crazy. Definitely don't believe this. Oh, that was pretty funny. Trying to keep it all below the radar is kind of fun. I just do stupid shit all the time and I don't care what anybody thinks. So. <laughs> I figure if we're assigned intelligence apparatus that's watching mm -hmm. us as spiders and spider adjacent people, they're the happiest people. <laughs> This is the job they're trying to get, you know. Yeah. Quite like, can we just spy on Alan Marcus some more, please? Like they they forget to log out and they're just like, oh man, I'm two hours over time and I, I'm not gonna get paid, but I'm gonna keep watching what Alan's searching for here. This is interesting. 
so how into like esoteric stuff are you guys like 100 I mean, percent of it all, all the way okay. so i'm gonna i'm gonna pitch you this new um practice that i've been practicing i guess mm. and um so i'll find something that is either previously recorded live but i've never seen it before and <clears throat> i will interact with it as if it was live even if it's not live and uh it's really weird because it really starts responding. Like, I mean, literally I'll say words like right before somebody says it. And uh, I've noticed that this is a really, it's really good to, to get tuned in like early in the morning. If you just like put something on that was previously recorded live, but you haven't seen before and just kind of try and tap into it, even just audio, like podcasts and stuff like that. Trippy. Like the, the far side, they have like radio, far side radio, and they have shows on far side. So I'm, I'm like a huge hip hop fan. So <laughs> even foreign language, especially Romanian hip hop, it's my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. I've got some friends Polish. in Romania, so that's that's a, that's a far out idea. I got a friend who's a pretty um, popular, successful rapper. Uh, he's from somewhere in the. Um, northern european uh what do they call those countries up there there's a name for them the balkans or no like northern european where it's all the really white blonde mm -hmm. hair blue-eyed people scandinavian thank you word for that scandinavian is the word scandinavian. Okay. <laughs> i thought that word was aryan and we weren't going to say it and that was the bit well aryan well, technically means uh iranian or whatever you know like uh Persian, yeah. mm -hmm. Persian, I think. It, it, well, it's according very, to, according it, it's to history, very, alleged, you know. Yeah, but when you when you read that, that's really very muddled. The whole thing. It's that's what I mean. Say, but you know, the more you dig, the more you can get whatever answer you want, because yeah. nobody knows. So yeah, you know, you know nobody can prove it, anyways. If they do. right. Right. So then if you, what happens is you end up choosing a position and then searching for evidence to support your position. And you can usually find what you want if that's what you're deciding yeah. to do is like, I'm going to fill in these gaps. I try, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, right. It's smart to not do that. You know, yeah. it's smarter to do the other way, like find your information and actually try to destroy your position 100% and see how you do. Yeah, that's but that's harder for most people because it's pretty easy to destroy your own position too. You know? I don't think most people have the bandwidth to do it all the time because they're too busy doing stuff to like whatever they think they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. In the clip we watched earlier with John C. Lilly, he was talking about ECCO, the Earth. Uh, what was it called again, Jim? Coincidence yeah, Control Office or something. Oh, yeah. The Earth's Coincidence Control Office. So he was talking about this idea of a fictionalized theoretical office somewhere, probably an intelligent thing, and using that as the coincidence control having to do with Jungian sort of synchronicities. And mm -hmm. you were talking about how you were having a conversation with media whatever you're watching that wasn't a live broadcast that was recorded in the past and you were talking to them and then they would begin to have a conversation with you and you kind of do that dance back and forth yeah yeah it's very cool and like um this last year i've really like actually had more like witnessed like what would people would call like magic uh yeah 
experiences and it's pretty friggin' amazing i gotta say i mean uh it's a little bit scary at at first getting used to it is very weird because you're like oh my god did that just really happen oh i Mm -hmm. have those experiences very often i'll I'll be at a friend's house they'll have the television on and i won't be sitting watching it but i'll be walking back and forth so every like three four minutes i'll stop in hear what they're talking about leave well it's winter time and i'm getting my exercise while people are awake walking around instead of when they're asleep that sort of thing but the point of the story is i walk back and i'll say something and then the character on the television will respond to me directly from what i just said and then i'll walk away and i'll come back and i'll do it again and i'll have never seen the show i won't even know what show it is it's just a buffet mm-hmm. of television and there could be watching anything and i'll just have conversations because i can kind of walk down the stairs start to hear the dialogue respond to the dialogue they'll respond back to me and then i'll walk away and it could be touched by an angel it could be uh have highway to heaven experimentation trying to like put like pick something at random and see if uh just like in passing i don't know if it's that it's mm-hmm. that thing like if you if you um you, all of a sudden you become aware of something and then you see it everywhere like i don't know if it's that particularly but it's like uh i chose cake Mm-hmm. like like two years ago and like then i met somebody whose name is pound cake and then i there's like a a, <laughs> a co- an alt coin that's like cake and i invested in it and, cake coin. and there's like cake everywhere and i was like you oh, invested in it now that's interesting so you took it to the next to me that's taking it to the next level it's one thing to do the experiment and see what mm-hmm. comes to you it's a whole nother thing to be like and i'm gonna buy some cake coin well know? that's that's like some kind of mimetic mm-hmm. magic system that you're working yeah. with, right? I bought a book on mimetic magic, actually, and uh, I believe which, which like, one? Time is retro. Uh, it's it was called uh, mimetic magic, and it's just like this little black and white book. I think mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly. I think it is a recopy of a really older book, or somebody self published it because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like. Uh, yeah, it looks like the the main one that comes up is by Kirk Packwood. I don't think that that's it. It was like a very small book. And it was talking about how memes, uh, memes are like, tra- they transmute from one thing to another. And it's a medium that is very fluid. Like, and it's like, it's kind of like comedy, like used to be, like comedy used to be, um, to where people will get their own thing out of it. It's like double entendres and things mm-hmm. like that. If you totally, uh, communicate using double entendres, uh, Whenever I was driving to California, for example, I was wearing a Marilyn Manson shirt, the one that said, beware of God. And I went into this little grocery store in this little, like, it was just a grocery store, a little convenience store, basically. And the lady behind the cash register was like, more people should think like that. Nobody, nobody's scared of God no more. <laughs> you know, and I was like, wow. That was like my first, like, cue in as like, she really doesn't get what this means. <laughs> Right, right. But it's okay. She, she does not see the Fenords. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't see the Fenords exactly. Right. And I like whenever I'm, I'm. Did you guys say something? I didn't hear anything. I, I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Don't have somebody a concept else. for it. It doesn't. Somebody who I met said that. It was un. It was unfortunate that I typed in mimetic magic and then I saw baked Alaska's meme magic book cover. That was disappointing. Oh. The Kirk Packwood guy was in a documentary about memes. I've seen that. 
he'd be fun to talk to if he's a, if he's listening and wants to join us sometime kirk we'd love to yeah pack wood yep yeah you guys remember deoxy.org like yes. back in the day i was yeah. like an yeah. admin in the chat there and i miss that place so much it would show up in a lot of searches afterwards. They archived it for a while. I don't know if those archives are still available. Um, they actually just recently put the site back up, but it's like still pretty much like a museum of what used to be. There's nothing interactive about it, and there's nothing being added to it anymore. Okay. Yeah, Dimitri went through some legal issues or something, or he had to get a normal job, and he didn't want it being associated with him. Or something. That's why we encourage everyone to bootleg all of these streams, record them to cassette tapes, yeah, Betamax, zip, uh, zip lock them into zip drives, whatever you got to do. Because this yeah, stuff is. Yeah, bring them onto archival DVDs and hide yeah, them in the. Uh... On VHS. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Working on getting all the stuff released on VHS. I like the idea of uh, the, everything we've ever done being on tape backup somewhere. I do like that idea. Yeah. Sevens, what do you say about tape backups for all this archive material? I used to have all the chat archives printed out on white papers. <laughs> backups. <laughs> but the web links don't work anymore. Oh, this is a mic check, though. Are, are you guys hearing yeah, me okay? Pretty loud, loud pretty hot, but we can hear you. It's a little bit hot. That's good. I kind of oh, like okay. it. It's kind of like well, radio. no, no, about backups. Like I just think about how it sounds to me like AM radio, but I'm not sure where that's coming through. But that's fine. <laughs> I like it. Chad well, I already lit a candle it. when you guys were talking about fire, okay. so it's okay. funny. All right. I, I had to get into the the zone with Balderson talking about letting the coal simmer. I bought um, some LED but no backups. It's just like interesting candle. how much. Yeah, yeah. The I don't know if you hear the crackling. <laughs> you have a great but coming through somewhere, backups but... are interesting because okay, it's like in the background. But I, I was just gonna say the tape drives that they used to have in the eighties yep. and the seventies, and just like cabinets sure. and cabinets that just stored stuff that was maybe only like fifty megabytes or less. Like it was just. So much work to store things, yet got it done, and they still stored it, no right. matter what the cost, no matter what the effort. So now it's right. like we have these two terabyte little mini SD cards that could fit in our phones, and it's like the size of less than your fingernail. Um, so it's crazy yes. how much for just 30 or 40 years it's right. changed. It's a famous Kurt Vonnegut quote. Uh, he said, uh, you know, they used to be that they'd be bringing somebody your head on a platter, but now they're handing us our head with a pair of tweezers. Depends on how far your zoom sync goes in, I guess. Handing us our head with a pair of tweezers. How many <laughs> angels can dance in the head of a pin? What Kurt Vonnegut book was that? Well, I think that was also interesting. Quote. Oh, yeah, what book? Yeah, I think well, it was just a quote, Jim, think, like, the more we back up, the lazier our brains get. You know, like Unless the lazier our brains get to memorize things because we're now depending on the storage. And so, yeah. yeah, I used to have lots like and lots of telephone numbers memorized. Now I have almost none. Yeah, I still remember my phone number for when I was little. 
Mm -hmm. We're all being becoming mush, even though the memory that we're storing is getting smaller and smaller and smaller for the or the size of how we can store it. Sevens, are you coming in from the year twenty twenty four? Or from the year 2022, there, I, there feels like there's a little ping latency delay. Not sure, though. I mean, 2023. So maybe it's just because we're talking about technologies and we're starting to think about that. And Balderson with the Skylink internet, Starlink, what, what is it? The internet's been better. Voltron. It's the Voltron, Voltron internet, yeah. Oh, no, it's, up, up, it's upgraded. Robot. So he must have changed from the cat's. Voltron over mm -hmm. to the robots Voltron. I think the, the mouse that was powering the Voltron wheel drank too much mead and passed away. Oh. Is there such yeah, a that might be it. Yeah, it gave out definitely. The, the, the rats were actually running it and, and they drank too much of the mead and it, it gave out. Now the it, it just has, I think, honestly, what happened was our trees, because when we originally got that internet, you know, what, two years ago, it was barely, uh, the the satellite or satellite or whatever was barely above our tree line, and now that one just goes out fairly consistently, and I think the trees have just gotten above it, and they're, every time the wind's blowing or anything, it's taking out my signal all the time so we had Give to a booster over. that's bent into fractal shapes because that really helps i live in a box inside of, inside of the mountains there there's no help it's I and the trees and the trees are the trees are literally hundreds of feet tall yeah so there's there's no nothing I and i live on the north side yeah I live in all the east mountains over over on the other side of the sandia um about uh i guess it would be about 2007 to like 2010 and uh we got a a wi-fi signal that was just like out of nowhere in the middle of nowhere literally like we're like on the other side of the mountain and there's like we're like on 12 and something half acres there's like mountains all around us hills all around us and uh, it turns out that there was a tower the ISP on that side of the mountain has towers and uh, there was one at the golf course that was like five miles from our house and we could get a signal at our house, but they wouldn't assign you a DNS or an IP address. So hmm. I would like, I downloaded like Wireshark and all sorts of stuff. And after two years, I finally got onto the internet from just my Wi-Fi router, my little um, USB Wi-Fi on my and my Toshiba satellite it was so awesome but uh, I would have to like whenever the neighbors would come home and they would park their truck a certain way like the neighbors like mile like a mile away that I could see down the road uh sometimes the wi-fi would go out and I'd have to get up and reconnect my little antenna which I put inside of a water bottle with salt crystals <laughs> it's like crazy but I was on second year sub subnet so that's pretty cool. I don't even know how I did it, honestly. Necessity's the mother of invention. Yeah, I really wanted to be on the internet. You gotta stay online. Do you remember when you got your first always-on internet connection? Without having to dial in? Yeah, my phone. And I would just... You would have to pay extra for the rat, for the rat mead. 
I went to it was we had a secondary dedicated line and then so you'd have to on DSL. I think we had one before that when it was just regular dial-up, but we had a secondary dedicated line and then it would boot you off and you'd be like, damn it. And you'd have to call up and it would make that deadly hissing beeping noise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Starlink's pretty good. It me shit my power every night when my you know, because the whole house has power, it don't like that. It apparently wants to be plugged in all the time. But when as soon as you so occasionally I have to reset it. But as soon as you turn it on, it just goes and finds where and it finds whatever and then everything works great. It's been pretty it's pretty impressive. <laughs> There's still dead zones in New Mexico all over the place. Unalive zones. Unalive zones, yes. Unalive. They're not killing themselves. Sky can't say dead zones here. Dead, dead zones. That's a trademark television show name, I think. The dead zone. Mm -hmm. You know what's a great, a great uh, trademark television name? Friday the 13th, the series. <laughs> I just started watching that again. That's a great show. Dude, that, that show was crazy. My dad liked that back in the day. I remember that. The one where they inherited that antique shop that had all the possessed antiques in it. Yeah, all these cursed antiques, and then they sold everything right when they inherited it, and then they realized they were cursed. They're like, oh, no, we got to get all these back. And so mm -hmm. it's a whole adventure of them getting these things and hiding them back away in a vault. It's such a it's such an occult primer. They came out in 1987. Yeah, and, uh, I remember yeah. watching it. was like 10. Yeah, yeah. Every episode, they're like, and tarot, and mm -hmm. they mention all these like things, and you're like, wow, when you're a little kid. So Friday the 13th. We had a satellite when I was little. Yes, the series. Wow. Yeah. It's a Canadian show. I remember one was a mirror, and then the lady had to like kill people, but she stayed looking young forever, but then she, she had to like feed this mirror to people to keep herself looking pretty. Yeah. I just watched one this... This uh, priest had a poison pen, and so whatever he would write, as long as as long as it was evil, would Sounds come like true. A death note. Like death note, yeah, I yeah, death yeah, note. totally. I think that a lot of stuff stole from that uh, TV show. The ideas, like Stephen King, Needful Things. Now, what's I like it called? Diamond yeah. stuff in general. Friday the Thirteenth, the series. It was it, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I remember it. I think I might have seen a couple episodes, but I don't think I ever watched it. So thank you because I might check that out. Sounds like I'll a send you a link to it. Preacher's good and Sandman. Those are good shows. They're based on comic books too. Those like Death Note. So why Zephyr? If you don't why, mind, um, why a voxel? It's funny. Um, uh, okay, this is fun. Uh, so Zephyr was like a nickname that an ex-boyfriend gave me, and it just kind of stuck. And I come to find out years later that uh, there was this graph artist, this big black guy in New York City, that passed mm -hmm. away the same year that I started using the name. And then before I you continue, you don't have to tell a true answer, just oh, so you know. No. Okay. But I always do. Okay. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> But uh, so and yeah, he gave me that name, and then I designed uh, my tattoo, which is like 
it says Zephyr right side up and upside down, so I could be bi-directional. And I'm a fire cool. sign, so it kind of like added some air to me. So, I mean, I do have some Gemini placements, but they're not like... Oh, yeah. Ideal. So, for people that don't know, Zephyr typically is thought of as like a warm wind. The west wind, yeah. The west wind. And it's usually masculine, which kind of like balances me out a little bit, too. I'm a little bit more masculine feminine than just girly girly. But, uh, yeah. And then uh, a, a voxel, uh, you know, do you know what avocation is? It's like what you would, it's like your, it's like a vocation, but it's like what you would do, like, it's something that you do as work that is like not work. I call it like work with an E. <laughs> work with an and E. So a voxel is like, I have a, uh, I, I don't know what you would call it, probably an egregore, uh, that I've had for quite a while, and it's like a fractal cephalopod, higher dimensional creature that like plugs in to my head uh, or to my higher my light body basically uh, through my through my uh, my logic in my mind. So I'm a Mercury Virgo, and uh, it helps me emote to elect through electronics and text and long distances and uh it doesn't have a body so that's the agreement is it gets to voyeur feel like i don't know like a vr right that's of. the stipulation is that you can't manifest as any type of body huh uh yeah well and i had to like over the years i've had to clarify a lot first it was kind of like a roommate situation and i would find uh that if i was not on the ball right away and i hadn't said anything that I would find myself typing things that were totally uncharacteristic of myself. <laughs> this is right. back whenever I was on Deoxy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I finally had to like tell some friends of mine that were online what was going on because I didn't have any other way to explain it. And they were like, that's cool. I called him Squid Hat at first. He has a Romanian accent. I hear the voice in my head. I'm not schizophrenic. <laughs> to clarify that. No, I, I do the same exact sort of thought exercises, playful things myself, yeah. but I don't I don't explain it t to people because there's no way to explain it. They're going to be like, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I started explaining it to people because it works really good as a filter. Like, if they can't hang right. with that, then... Right. They just go away. I mean, that's like, what yeah. early internet culture was about. It was about psychonauts and exploring ideas and cybernetic culture. This is what we were all doing on the early internet, creating avatars that we were expressing ourselves through fiction suits that we were wearing, working in hyperstition of all these ideas. And it was just it's the language we had and we use and we we're building worlds and ideas and thoughts and things and then combine that into the areas of magic and liturgy and ceremonial magic and then mimetic magic out of chaos magic and all, all these ideas of creation and consciousness expansion and aligning ourselves with our true will. All of these were concepts that we're reading about and then exploring and trying out things. But if we were to talk about what our intention, plan, and thoughts were for the evening with anybody else, we'd be like, eh, just going to stay mm -hmm. home and play a video game. <laughs> just going to read a message board on a computer. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound very good whenever you explain it like that, I guess. Right, well, you you reduce it to the most simple concept to explain that that's what you're doing, and then they get off your back about it. But if you're like, oh, you really want to hear what I'm doing by creating a thought form with a group of people that I've never met on the Internet who could be anywhere in the world, and we're all working together, and we're manifesting a new reality. Some people go, oh, you're serious. And they're, like, curious. Right. Right. It's it's a it's a party. Yeah, like what percentage do we think people (laughs) filter it out that way? A lot. You know, or people that try to do how they connect to the internet. I wouldn't say that high of a percentage anymore. I do have. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. It probably still is, as far as I mean, if you include everybody. So many people are on the internet and they don't actually do anything. They don't communicate with any people on the internet. They don't look into internet culture. They don't know even about meme humor and like the redundant inside jokes. So I would say if you include all those people, especially the ones that aren't on the internet, it's probably still at 99%. People are just completely blinded out. Uh-huh. They don't they don't consider those things being real. But if you include the people that are in the group that we're in, yeah, I would say it's it's dropping down fast. You know, we might even be as low as 95% or something. Here's the question. I wrote this down on my notes before we went streaming because I was just sitting and thinking about topics that I'd like to discuss further, sort of setting the intention, doing a little pre-production, and the conversation about mind's eye, inner vision, like closing Mm -hmm. your eyes. I say the word chewing banana. Do you see a banana? You see it you know, unfurling and you know, going into your mouth while your eyes are closed without an actual banana. Like I'm holding one. It's a literal thing. <laughs> well, again, we're not talking psychology. Yeah. We're not bringing like, or anybody, right? Um, it's just, can you see an apple cheap. in your mind's eye? Can you close it and imagine an apple now with an imaginary apple slicer, cut it into six parts. And people are going to be like, what are you talking about? Because Some when they close their that. eyes, it's black. There's darkness. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in their imagination. They, they can't visualize anything. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about like a cephalopod friend of ours. It's like a fractal hologram sort of. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way it seems to me. It's pretty cool though. And my friend, uh, I have a cat named Pixel, named after the cat who walks through walls. And this, I have like this is the third version that I have. It's alive now. It's Pixel the third. And uh, I had Pixel the second whenever this was all going on. And uh, I called it Squid Hat, the Squid. my egregore, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, it didn't like that very much. And so my friend, uh, Drag. He, he's Australian. He was like, well, your cat's name's Pixel. Why don't you just call it Voxel? And I was like, is that cool? And he's like, yeah, yeah that's cool. Are Voxels <laughs> like 3D pixels? Yeah, Okay. Much. So in like a game design, if you have a 3D world, Pixel's two-dimensional side-scrolling Mario game, take the Pixel, create it a cube, six-sided object and then call it a voxel and game developers are developing voxel based games where you could punch a block and it would separate it to more voxels plus it's like vox and l so it's like the voice of god voice of god yeah it's not that he's he's not this that makes me think of cubert cubert uh, yeah for yeah. a car there's a legs. car called a voxel 
it's the creative association between words and concepts and things and then that's the um magical concepts of sympathetic magic correspondences all these types mm -hmm. of things at some point we'll have to crack open the yellow magic book again and go through mm -hmm. the chart where they talk about what where synchronicity on the map of phenomena stuff of this before and this fascinates me we'll, i mean we'll, i love this we'll bring it back up again what is the author's name again uh, is it Bonowitz? Bonowitz? Yeah, Isaac Bonowitz. Bonowitz, yeah, Isaac Bonowitz. Yeah. It's unfortunate that he was later exposed to be involved, uh, confirmed involved by his own wife in uh, pedophilia. I haven't read the end of the book yet. He said the same thing about <laughs> Alex Gray. Sure. I've, again, again, some really interesting ideas released by people. And then after they're gone, a lot of people say terrible things about them. I don't know. No, that I mean, no, that's what that's exactly what happened in the comments section. If you look mm -hmm. it up, and uh, his wife came in on Facebook and chimed in and said, "Hey, he did do that stuff. He felt really bad. He spent the rest of his life feeling bad and trying to repent for the bad things that he did." So you know, I mean, I take I take his wife's word, uh, not with a grain of salt. She redundantly came and chimed in and said that in the comment section. <clears throat> because people were salt. is it like really high quality salt that we're talking about salt so there's people there it is grind it up mm -hmm. salt is good not too much though And now we're back to FM radio. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, AM radio. Yeah, the potatoes are done. Uh, Got the potatoes out of the fridge, right out of the oven. They're baked. Freshly frozen baked potatoes. Is, is, that, is that what that wonderful noise was? <laughs> Ding. Synchronistically, I had two potatoes for breakfast this morning. Baked potatoes. That's a good choice. I love baked With potatoes. sour cream and butter and salt and pepper. I'd have them every day if I could. That's yeah, why I'm going to have a field of them this year. And then I have neon green vodka. Ooh. Vodka. Looks like uranium. It class. does. It's got oh. like the uh, Skittles uh, flavoring in it. Oh, wow. It's apple. Now that it is spiders after dark, I might crack open a can of sparkling... Lacroix. Ooh. Well, La La Lacroix. You don't like the Lacroix. Getting into the hard stuff. Just a, just a little bit of tangerine tonight. I don't mind. Going with Natalie's organic. Well, something, something tangerine ish. I also have Earl Grey. Mm -hmm. Tangerine dreams. With honey from Colorado. Mm -hmm. I love honey. It's so good. <clears throat> Talked about deoxy.org. What other websites do you remember? <laughs> oh God, I got I found deoxy through Copwatch. Do you remember Copwatch? Mm, sounds familiar. It's like mm -hmm. they you could go print out stickers. Uh, Basically, like it was a kind of counterculture, kind of a, <laughs> urban explorer, like kind of anarchy 
<laughs> sort of based group of people that were like really about you know holding his first amendment it's first amendment guys hmm. not just that though but you could go print out your own stickers they had like all these stickers that they give you the pdf and you could go take it to king hose or whatever post stickers up all over your public signs and stuff sounds like culture jamming type stuff yeah i was really into that sort of thing and like i don't know new mexico is like always behind but i feel like some of the stuff i actually got like a little bit early well when you're online someone posts something you all get the information at the same time so you get that sort of global internet culture happening when people are logging in message boards yeah that is a big bar though right but that was surfing, literally surfing the internet. You didn't know what you were looking for. You didn't know what you'd find. And just follow links. I was just always looking for connections and new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what kind of like, um, what was your, what, do you guys ha have had like any epiphanies, like big like Saturn return or anything like that. So that was like kind of really when everything set off for me more. I was about 28. I'm only 26. So I haven't had a, still. a return yet. I've been 40 years old for so many years now. I'm 46. I thought I was 47, but I somehow lost a year. Jim, you look like shit for your age, bro. <laughs> clean living. It's all that clean living. I don't feel 46. You look like he was 12 before he got married. <laughs> yeah, marriage will do it to you. Well, I mean, I went through like a seven-year-long, uh, shitty, toxic, unhealthy relationship. And when that finally blew up, I definitely uh, had some epiphanies about uh, getting some introspective self-work done at a higher level. Not that I wasn't interested in those things before. I was. Uh, but that definitely uh, pushed me into a new realm of uh, understanding myself and others in the world. It's, it's a milestone going through a trial a big uh trial on your on your sanity like that i have uh, i have a saturn conjunct my natal sun and i'm a leo leo rising so that's pretty much been like my whole life is like trials <laughs> i'm like you gotta like laugh at it and just go oh one day i'm a badass it's awesome <laughs> but well yeah until you figure that out <laughs> really sucks you really don't get anything you can't handle and no. make you stronger when you go through it. Temper. That was the biggest thing that got me over it. Like over the hump of it was like, it's not personal and it's always through me, not to me, you know? That's a great way to look at it and to look back on it as a blessing. It is. is it is how I like to, to see it. And nobody believes you whenever you tell them, you know, like if you're going through hard shit right now, trust me, you're, you're going to, Think it's a gift later nobody believes you yeah <laughs> die before you die so you don't have to fear death so the rest of your life i'm so not afraid of death and now i i'm starting to remember my past lives i remember my last life mm -hmm. 
the end was really suck. Yeah. And the I end actually, of your last life really sucked. Yeah, I did. I got shot in the back of the head, like while I was oh my goodness. wandering down the street, like totally like unrelated to the events that caused the gunfire to take off. It's like actually something that Neil Young wrote a song about, but I didn't have any idea that that's what it was about until one day I was like, I was watching documentaries on YouTube on random while I was painting. And I like had had this reoccurring nightmare, like when I was a child, like so many times. And I had like, but where, how can you look up? Like the scene mm -hmm. was just seventies cars, grass, big buildings, and then getting shot, <laughs> everything blacking out. And so how can you Google search that? So I had like, done some research and I, I couldn't find anything. But one day I was watching random documentaries, just autoplay. And I looked up and there was a black and white reel of my dream that was in color. The dream was in color. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so. shared the story before, but I just always assumed people were just like me. So oh, I'd yeah, go to like I'd like um, first and second grade. I was in a class with first and second graders. They'd split the class off. I remember going to another classroom. We'd have a quiet reading time. So I had this friend who was not in my classroom under my teacher, but was in the other classroom. But I get to go and see him because he was my neighbor. Mm -hmm. So he lived next door to me. So I'd go over to the classroom. We'd sit and we'd find uh, Where's Waldo book that we'd never have seen before we both promise we wouldn't cheat and look at it beforehand so there was it was there was more and than you trust each other for that that's well like, wow <laughs> well uh, right but that that detail of the story doesn't matter because it was a matter of like like in my dreams beforehand i'd be in that room with the book with him and that same situation so then i just he'd he'd flip the page open randomly i'd put my finger down right where Waldo is be like there he is he's like how'd you do that like I That's dreamt about it he's like dude you're a psychic and I'm like hmm? you're not but other people aren't yeah, that's the same thing that happened to me with my mom brought a book home about yeah. lucid dreaming and I was yeah. like you mean everybody can't already do this what other what? people don't have deja vu <laughs> and premonitions and sense feelings and visual images that while their eyes are open, there's another image so in their mind that they can clearly see. And other see, people don't do that? Oh, I better... other people that are like that... I better like, not talk about this very much. <laughs> it's the main reason why I was always, like, reaching out, trying to connect to people. Yeah. Was to find other people that were like me. Because I'm weird. Mm -hmm. It's lonely. Mm. it's fun though so I made my friends in my head and then when I wasn't lonely I found other friends <laughs> we live in your mind makes sense. Mm -hmm. it does <laughs> and don't, well don't fall in them <laughs> find the others yeah find the others throw the sense in the well <laughs> right but don't fall in right I mean there was just all sorts of experiences that would for all intents and purposes, frighten, like scare mm -hmm. the living hell out of other people that I would just experience and be like, it wasn't really scary. It was just kind of annoying. It's kind of like a eh, weird experience, but I wasn't terrified of it. But then I'd share the story and they'd be like, just shivering. They're like, this is actually 
true. Did you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. Yeah, see, I was an only child, and we lived out in the middle of nowhere. And so I had, and my mom, my parents were young. My dad worked all day, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but she was had, like, low-grade depression and slept in the morning. So I had a lot of time to myself. And uh, my mom knew I was different because it runs in the family on both sides, really. And uh, my dad is totally in denial. He's like a narcissist and thinks that he's just badass. Like, he doesn't have precognitive dreams. He just makes things happen, <laughs> which might be the case. But <laughs> my mom, yeah. like, she just let me figure things out. And that was probably the best thing that she could have done because I was really scared of everything that I saw as a kid. But uh, she never told me there was anything wrong with it or that it wasn't real. And uh, I just was able to naturally develop like a child should, I think. And uh, I eventually, now I'm not scared of anything. I've never met anything that I'm scared of. I mean, I have respect and caution, sure. <laughs> but, but I'm not scared of anything. Oh, there's a curiosity to face things. Yeah. 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 I'm a lion, man. <laughs> and a Leo rising it's like this is me there's like no like there's the some people have like the real me and the, I'm like no you know what I pick my nose I eat my boogers whatever <laughs> that's real me and I don't even care <laughs> if you don't like it don't watch <laughs> would you prefer you not do it on stream please because no, okay. then we'll all want to do it too. No, I'll, I'll try not to. We're all trying so hard not to feel. I had OCD, but now I can hold it. I can hold it down. You know, it is so hard to, to sit through a five-hour live stream and not pick your nose. It's rough. Mm. That is true. It's rough. And as soon as I see someone I else like do this. it. Right. <laughs> as soon as I'd see someone else slip their finger up their nose to pull out a noodle, I'll be like, uh, uh, I got to do that too. I mean, that's sort of like with our image. You should do that one day with a pool noodle. It's like. <laughs> well, Crowley did magic like that. Like he would mimic people's yep. actions and then he would start doing things that he wanted to do and they would start mirroring him too. Mm -hmm. Mirroring. That's Ooh. See, and I used to be a cult leader in a past life, and it was not—I was not a good—I was not a good cult leader. I don't know if there is a good cult leader, but uh, yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> well, there might have been good intentions at some point, mm -hmm. but at the end, result. <clears throat> yeah, there was a lot of bad. The, the last lifetime was the, mm -hmm. the the exclamation point on that. Which, because it was, I was so good. I was a good person, like totally, like not involved in what was going on, and just boom, dead. That's and that's kind of where we get into conversation where there are interesting people from history, historical figures, long since dead, and now you get a figure like Alistair Crowley, and how many new biographies are being written about him and being published about him? There's always a new one. You go and search, and there's a new one. You search. I just think a he was one. a good magician, and he made amazing tarot cards. I mean, I'm a tarot reader. Mm -hmm. It's what I do now. Ever since. It's, That's all so, I do. So the uh, Thoth tarot, mm -hmm. Lady, Lady Freedom. Ever since I started using them, I 
I, I can't read for myself. I don't uh-huh. read for myself. But uh, I love the deck, just the symbology and the multicultural influence and the colors. Non-Euclidean geometry. Yeah, all of it, all of it. And I've Some actually people reproduced get that a few immediately. Cards. They're drawn to it and they study it and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Other people yeah. are like <gasps> terrified I'm by it. I'm still learning about all of the cards. I mean, I I do studies on each card. That's like mm-hmm. part of my practice. Is like right now I'm working on doing the fortune card. Like I do paintings, and I did the universe card before. It's like my own version of it. Like basically. Have you read med- meditations on the tarot? Mm-hmm. That's how I started meditating. Actually, was with the, the Rider Waite deck because I read it in a book somewhere that said that like you have to focus on a singular thing. And so when I got my first tarot deck, I started with a single tarot card, and then I moved to a tiny dot on the wall. And well, there's a there's a book called Meditations on the Tarot written by a Catholic priest, mm-hmm. as, as, as occultist. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, any source has knowledge, so, like, Catholic priest is just as good as anybody else. No, I was just saying it's a, it's a good book. I wasn't sure if you understood my question or not. I didn't say, have you meditated on the tarot? I said, have you read Meditations on the Tarot? Oh, no. It's a good book. If you're, if you're studying it, you might enjoy this book. Yeah, what's really funny is I study it, like, by using it mostly uh-huh. i haven't read a lot of i mean i've read a few things about uh i read the main i have the book um just enough to know that there's no reverses in the thought which i really like that there's no reverses because i never really understood why there had to be sure and um but i do like a celtic cross reading i i don't ask the question i'm a projector like in human design i don't know if you guys know about human design but like it's it's better than regular astrology. It's just deeper. I like the I Ching. So, um, yeah. It, each card just uh, in its place. And plus, I don't really need the cards to read. Because I just ask the universe for the answer. And it tells me what the answer is. And most of the time, I don't even know. what. I mean, I can't even put together what the question was. But everybody seems to be pretty happy with the answers that I give them, thankfully. Do you do that in person? Do you have a shop? I, I busk. I go downtown, and I do okay. readings online. Okay. Yeah, and I trade readings for people. I trade I trade if people don't have money and they have things that I want, I will do readings for them, too. So you do musical busking, too? Um, I sing whenever I've got downtime in between readings. I put on a show that is because I'm a projector. I can't really uh, solicit people. So I learned that that doesn't mean that I can't like advertise. I just sit there and I try to be interesting and uh, uh, expand my energy out and be magnetic. Like, so I, I sing sometimes and it's pretty cool. It's like, I'm an introvert naturally. So, uh, but then I went, I was a stripper for a few years and that's like extrovert group boot camp <laughs> and uh, so I, I i'm also ambidextrous because my dad was superstitious and made me use my right hand so it's kind of like a whole balance thing interesting stripper yeah. boot boot camp extrovert boot camp. balance thing okay no wait being a stripper is extrovert boot camp is that what you said mm-hmm. oh yeah I, I, I could see that i could see that it totally yeah. is because i mean i was like 
OCD and I could not even talk to strangers on the phone. So shy. <laughs> like, but also like painfully like wanting to be able to, you know, connect. Engage. And then I had abandonment wounds because my dad is a narcissist. <laughs> so at some point, the connection, I realized it was not there. <laughs> so I missed it. Of when course. did you start studying human design? Um, just a that? few years ago, whenever I found out about it, uh, a few years ago. And I got, um, I actually prefer the gene keys because there's not oh. as much uh, gatekeeping, like uh, monetary gatekeeping on the gene keys. And I was able to find all the PDFs online. I think I've heard of Gene Keys before by someone yeah. who's. And I'm a martyr. Better uh, I'm a mart a re an investigator martyr. So I'm a one three. I'm a Sphinx, which totally I resonate with that one hundred percent. And just investigating it, you find out so many things about yourself. I was like, whoa, this is my purpose. I did get tricked into being a bodhisattva. <laughs> what? Martyr means witness. <gasps> And you're never bored. There's always yeah, never, something to do. Never bored. And I paint, so and I do abstract art. It's all like in flow, and uh, it surprises me. Do you want to see a painting? Sure. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. one. This is kind of tent tentacles, but. Oh. Yeah, nice. Isn't that, does that have texture to it, or is that just two-dimensional? Yeah, okay, I can it's see It's a it. canvas board, a small one, and uh, yeah, it's got texture to it, but only because I use different uh, finishes of paint. So. Okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's very nice. I like it a lot. Cool. Is it a landscape, or? Um. I do multi-directional, so you can like I I make it to where eventually there'll be mounts on all four sides, and I'll put mm -hmm. names. Oh, that's cool. In four directions, you know. If so, you build it out into a cube. You mean? Well, it's I make it to where you could look at it this way. You can hang it on your wall this way, or you can hang it this way. Or you can oh no, I understand. Way. I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. That was my bad. You said S B Elger wants you to have six sides to build a. Mm -hmm cube with your oh, that, I mean to me that would be a beautiful thing to to do that to make it square make it six-sided and still have names on all four sides and then make it so I've the cube can move in spin. every single direction yeah I did, so. I did a few that spin and I do lampshades too oh. um, and and furniture and uh, I like to yeah. like recycle objects like I've got like some mobile mobiles there's like a thing up here that's like made of silver wire and it's it's like a little hanging thing and it says like f-u-c-k because <laughs> it makes me laugh every time i see it <laughs> so when you're so creatively inspired by everything how do you tell your chattering mind to say just let that project go just 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 set it down do you have that problem where you're just like yeah i do super sometimes creative. that's why i usually have several different projects going at once oh. and so, because mm -hmm. i overdo it if i just have one Right, right. But I write too, and I listen to music. Like I would like to write music. I have a harmonica and several musical instruments, but I'm not good at any of them. I sing well, but that's about it. To write lyrics and poetry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lyrics and poetry. I'm a huge James Joyce fan. I love Finnegan's Wake, and uh, I'm really into that kind of like. And. 
Robert Anton Wilson. I was just going to bring up Robert Anton Wilson, the group of people that are. I have to let me find the link. I know that just they just did simultaneously apprehended reality tunnels. <laughs> That's the word I try to say three times fast. At the same but time, at the same time. If Woody Woodpecker had a woodpecker, would he pick it? That's a question. It's hard to say. <laughs> to find where my links are. There's like a raw 23 group, Ron Wilson mm -hmm. fans. Um, they were doing something recently, going through a book, but I get so many tabs open sometimes. I don't know where I put it. As long as you don't have Opera, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll go through. I. I have all of the web browsers, all of them, and then they're all open, and they all have different YouTube. stuff in them. Um, let's see, Budaf Weirdoverse.com. Do you know Weirdoverse.com? I like that. Bobby Campbell. I, like mm -hmm. I love Campbell. Campbell's cool. That's the only reason I could get through Spinnigan's Wake the first time is because I read the skeleton key. So. Right, and they, there was a video that they're talking about it. I don't know if it's on might be in the new trajectories web ring there aren't i i guess i felt like there was a lot more robert anton wilson fans online now they still have kind of a web ring here mondo 2000 are you a, a, a sub genius pope uh i admire them from a distance mm -hmm. they're beautiful but i don't really well, I mean, I, I, I am a pope, but I don't really get involved with it. I like the whole mad uh, and like sort of uh, parody mm -hmm. version of the of reality. I'm an absurd nihilist, I say, but I'm actually there's more to it than that. But that's what's that's my basic philosophy. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. Absurd nihilist. So, because I'm the joke always. It's like. Well, they they have Maybe Day on July 23rd. So every year they gather for Maybe Day when Robert Anton Wilson made contact with uh, Sirius, S-I-R-U-S, the star system, or something mm -hmm. like that, yeah. perhaps. And then I think That's recently awesome. around Christmas time they were doing another kind of event thing but it was like it's holiday time and i didn't know and then i was like bookmark it i'll get back to it but i've got like so many bookmarks how do you organize them i don't i just it's just chaos i just remember it and then if it matters i'll go back to it if exactly. it's still online i don't worry about it there's only it's like so i have a lot of clutter day. but i know where everything is <laughs> yeah so if you ask me i'll Go jump into that whole pile over there and think right here. Told you. Right. So Hilaritas Press has republished some of the Robert Anton Wilson stuff more mm. recently. I like that name. I had some syncs with Saint Hilarion. Okay. And who is Saint Hilarion? Do you remember? I don't remember, but I had some syncs with it for sure. I looked it all up and uh, it's in there somewhere. If I ask my file guy, I'm sure he'll. File but it doesn't seem important at the moment <laughs> other than hilarious. stacks of books everywhere i can oh yeah i love that and real books yes i have real, real tons books of people real books. Books. I have real books too 
What's your favorite book? Everybody. I don't know. I mean, if you had to just have one book, even if it's a trilogy, what would it be? Still looking for it. I don't think I found the best book yet, so I'll just keep reading them. Yeah, that's a good a good one. It's hard. There's a lot of good books. Moonwalker book. Nice. It's like all What's the best book that you've read recently then? Um I mean, if I ha- if I ha- if I it's a, if I can ha- if I can only have one series of books that I can only ever have, and I don't ever get another book, it probably have to be like Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. Yeah, I've heard that's good. I haven't read it. It's excellent. It sounds like very much like what I would be into. So I mean, I like mostly I don't read fiction books, or unless they're mytho- mythological stories. <laughs> I just uh, finished going through Infinite Jest summer. Mm-hmm. That was my I, summer A portion of that's just bulk. They're all like thousand plus page books, and there's fourteen of them. So if that's all I ever get, I better be a lot of it. <laughs> Gravity's Rainbow, Thomas Pynchon, Infinite Jest, David Foster Wallace. They're on lists of good books. I read them. Okay, I do have my copy of Ulysses, but I haven't really gotten into it yet. Mm-hmm. But it's fun just to flip it open and read a portion of it. It's good to acclimate yourself to... uh, Just to hold it on Bloomsday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just... um, I actually uh, started just reading uh, Finnegan's Wake as bibliomancy. Like, just opening it to random pages Uh and trying to read it out loud. And uh, then I started... It would trigger me into channeling to where I'd start writing poems. And I actually came up with this holiday. It happens randomly. Mm-hmm. And it's called Rhyming Day, and uh, it's where like rhymes become infectious and very multi-layered and lots of innuendos. And and this is how some of the best movies end up on Netflix because weirdo artists created weird ideas. Someone mm-hmm. heard it on a podcast one time, and then went yeah. to a Netflix producer and said, and "Oh, totally forgot that they heard about it and thought they thought oh. of it themselves." <laughs> That's that's how culture creation works. And it's such flattery Mm -hmm. when our ideas show up in unlikely places. It ripples out. And I am totally satisfied with that because I have a happy life and I like my privacy in a way. Mm -hmm. For now. It'd be nice eventually to have a little bit of success enough to be comfortable. But I'm fine. The universe always gives me what I need. Very true. It'd be f- I, the maybe locked. I guess I'd have to get into their YouTube channels to kind of find out. Because I'm always just kind of poking around and saying, "Oh, we have a live stream. These people are interesting. We could invite them on sometime." So that might be like the Hilaritas Press page on YouTube. Dark over there. Is he sleeping? I, don't know. I want to find out what the other favorite books are. I was delivered food, so I am eating, but I'll be with you shortly. Mm. What about you, Jim? Book favorite book? Uh, book favorite book? That's or a hard most question. Recent, or most recent book that? Right now, I'm reading two books. One is uh, "The Secret of Spirit Thought Magic" by. 
Frank Rudolph. And it's like, it's all about like, this guy's, uh, he, apparently he did a bunch of research and he's got the, the ancient documents and he's learned how to uh, sort of like sp spiritually, you can change your own spirit. So like oh, spiritual alchemy, like sort of thing. Like I kind of think like Adolf Hitler, like it happened to him where he got hypnotized and uh, they were like something like you're, you're the king of the world, pretty much is what they told him. And so it changed him and his personality, and he became that person. And it's sort of like how to interesting. get that's interesting. Open yourself up to the spirit of something, whatever you decide you want. And you do it by like a uh, process where like you you rap on your forehead three times. Oh, so it's like tapping EFT tapping. Kind of like the tapping is part of it. Yeah. And then totally, you get really you get psychic rage about something. Mm -hmm. You get like so pissed off about the thing that you want to change or whatever that I've done cursing replication. Those are cool. Cursing ref rep yeah, I got Replic cursing replications through uh, Andrew Bartz's the Galactic Historian guy. Have you ever checked him out? Uh-uh. He looks like uh, Mario from Super Mario Brothers in real life, but and oh, crazy! Yeah, and he's got so much content. He's been going for years. He was on Sean Stone's uh, inter, uh, uh, Into the Buzzsaw show that was oh. on like the Lip TV years ago, and I saw him and I was like, "But this guy is really interesting." But and it was like, I was like, "He's kind of out there," but then I started listening to him. And I was like, I think some of this stuff is really right and that the cursing verification is like that was excellent. I highly recommend it. Well, I'll have to check it out. So after the cursing part cursing replication is what I want to say, but after the, the the psychic anger, then all of your cells are uh like toxic because mm -hmm. you've you've been pumping all this like, you know, the proteins of, of anger and emotion and uh it open it stresses your cells and it opens it opens them up to the, to the spirit realm so like i could see that your body's connection to everything and that's a point where you can change what it is that you want to be and you just imagine yourself doing whatever it is the the, the guy does so it's like a hard reset, basically. It's like a hard reset. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done it, but it's an interesting book. He was mm. the guy that came up with the the brain horns concept. Hmm. That's that, not uh, at all what happened with him, though. Like I've got here. This is I. I show you. This is what happened. Organizing the community to help find little Ava Boss Dog, and for showing incredible initiative, I am proud to present. Young Adolf Hitler, <laughs> 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 Yay. Oh, shucks. I was just doing what any kid in my position would do. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> hey, Hitler. Come here. I want to show you something. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. What is it? You want to smoke some grass? <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure. 
Come on, Daddy O. All the other kids our age are doing it. Daddy O. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, I guess if everyone's doing that, I'll try it just this once just to see what all the fuss is about. And here, take this Nietzsche book. I'm a Sephardic Jew, mm. so. And I only know because I have. And that's work. how a meme is made, everybody. <laughs> That is an example for educational purposes of a meme. See, that's what happened. I don't know how you got the story so wrong. The pendulum swings, though, because isn't it ironic? We got to check the screen, the stream health. (laughs) Is the stream healthy after we said that? Uh, You know, I usually just stand with the catheter, so I check it after Mm -hmm. the. Afterward, after I'm done streaming, we're, under the radar, <laughs> we're protected by the voxel. I think the color is fine, though. The color is good. Either you either good. need more water or you need more water. Need more water. You need more water. It was that damn cannabis that did it. <laughs> yo. We're on such a deep dive. Sometimes you just have to come up for air. <laughs> or you could just Your be a breatharians. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, sure, it might work for them, but I'm not gonna try it. It's not too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Although not having to eat would be nice. Not having to sleep would be better. You can't be a breatharian if you have dogs, because they are very gassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you live with men. Yeah. <laughs> or don't like your own sound. <laughs> I think we all fart. Are there breathe fresh Aryans and there's just breathe any Aryans? Those are all with their <laughs> I like no chompa. It covers almost everything very nicely. Yeah, see they thought you thought it was the meth, but it was just the it was the weed that did it, mm-hmm. you know. All the reefer, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it was the, the weed was a gateway drug. Yeah. Then he got onto meth. Yeah, gateway drug. What is always, the gateway like? Because you have to, to talk think to of the a man. drug dealer, <laughs> so it introduces you to the drug dealer. <laughs> I don't get it. I always trying to point the blame. Yeah, blaming is a bad thing. Right. Unless you're pointing it this way, it's mm-hmm. all my fault. Unless it, it is your responsibility and you did do it but you know let the luck dragon guide you isn't it always your fault that's what i i just assume <laughs> that because if i don't then bad things happen <laughs> oops have you guys heard of msi mindless self-indulgence that's a group of musicians who play mm-hmm. in a band together yeah mm-hmm. They're like New York punk, techno, yeah. Yeah. hip hop sort of weird. Some distasteful like. Yeah. I think that recently like it has any fiddle in it. More so recently, he covered the uh, Falco "Rock Me" Amadeus track, I believe. Oh yeah, I oh, love yeah. their covers. The covers yeah. are good. Yes. I during the during the whole uh, 
pandemonium i was like mm-hmm. it gets worse was my favorite song i would just like every day wake up with that song and just like it, it was worse. a mis- <laughs> it was a mistake billing he meant i want them to cook the brownies the brownies the brownies <laughs> what about the eye brownies oh okay <laughs> yeah um I'll just share it to the Telegram. They have a music video for Fuck Everything. They have two versions of it. One is you have to log in to view it. Let's see. Nice, because it's mature audience. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, They're it's, protecting the children. It's under the name Uringer. Mm. Um, again, Uringer. Oh, cool. From, it's his name Jimmy Urin. Oh yeah, Jimmy Urin. So Jimmy Urin and his new, I think they're married wife. I think so too. On the self, mindless self-indulgence channel from May, 2019, under Uringer, they have the uh, middle fingers up, fuck everything, song and music video. Yeah. I think there's they, two. Yeah, I have the left rights too. I love. Their, that's another permutation of them. Put that in the Telegram there. Uringer. Kind Sweet. of a catchy tune. Yeah, just like the name of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of rats, uh, the whole rats thing. Uh, today we caught four mice. This morning, like. Did you use me? No. Then you would have no. caught five. Peanut butter. <laughs> and mouse traps. One of them kind of suffered a little bit. I felt really bad, but they snapped his face. Yeah. But that's what they, I told them to go and they didn't listen. They were just like. They probably drunk on mead. Could we get boa constructors and just let them take care of the population of mice? It sounded WWF in my house at night. Little fuckers are getting drunk and fucking having brawls, like having rap brawls. Orgies and mixing. The. And Jim, you reminded us to check the stream health. You need to recheck the stream health and check the stream numbers to see have we um, maintained our goal of over 1,000. We, we have 934 when we started. I don't know what the numbers are. Let me refresh my screen. Let's refresh and see. Mm-hmm. I've been pimping you guys out, seriously, like to everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, I even sent it to my mom. Perfect. Perfect. She's like, I even sense. <laughs> we love moms. Yeah, my mom is awesome. She's only 17 years older than me, so. Well, that's nice. You know, YouTube never gives us the right numbers. Years older than me. I know. I don't think they do either. I think the algorithm is uh, definitely. And I am only 17 years older than my oldest daughter. Yep. I, I had my. Uh, oldest when I was I got pregnant six days after my 18th birthday so I was the oldest in my natural lineage to uh, procreate well, we, are, we are close to our goal I have a number that I see but after the stream ends we wait an hour and then all those numbers get fudged around anyway so you have about <laughs> 10 minutes until midnight here. 11 minutes till midnight here. 
in New Mexico. Sure, I'm in sure. the South Valley in Albuquerque. But I came from the Four Corners. I was going to ask in a fight who would win, uh, Megan or this other guy. I think Megan looks like she's more badass. But yeah, Megan. Only... Megan definitely. Where's the pants? Looks like he wants to hit her. <laughs> yeah, Megan's not going to hold anything back in this fight. Nope. I had another image of John Lennon and his, uh, he was doing a kick to the face of Yoko Ono, but I thought that was just a little bit too artistic to show. Oh, really? There, that sounds, that sounds good. Maybe I'll post it to Telegram later. All the good stuff usually shows up on Telegram. Or throw it in the meme. I guess I could put it on Twitter if they, if they had let me. I could post on Gab. I've been trying to post my Jesus memes to gab.com. They're building pictures. they're building a, a Christian community over there. So I, I figured they'd appreciate it. But I just don't get a lot of traction mm-hmm. on many of these sites anymore. I've got a few uh, open-minded Christian mm-hmm. groups that I could recommend. Right. I, I would assume that christians who have seen all these representations of an idea of an ideal man would just enjoy new variations on that theme of the guy that they love so much i mean i love that guy so much too i like him too i think he's cool whether he's real or not (laughs) it's a good story Mm -hmm. it's like benjamin franklin there are so many artist renditions of benjamin franklin or any president or any historical figure how does someone become a historical figure because artists keep painting images based on previous images of a man that they've never seen with their own eyes they weren't even alive during the same period fuck you benjamin franklin But we're about to move into the opposite end of it with the whole uh, deep fake versions of people, <laughs> AI versions of people. <laughs> That'll be fun. I mean, maybe we'll discover we've all been deep fakes the entire time. I think that that well, might be closer to. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, for me, Jim, on that uh, comment in the chat over there about uh winter being uh a few months away for yeah. uh for me winter was thursday or uh the first or uh new year's was thursday thursday yeah what day was thursday the, the 20 the first day of winter. winter yeah the winter solstice oh the winter solstice in the winter oh yeah yeah yeah, that's why uh, heathens. That's why they. That's when uh, the day the day started when the sun went down. Then then the new day started, and we still actually practice that. That's why you do New Year's Eve. That's why you do Christmas Eve. The 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 celebration of the day starts the night before at sundown in the eve, because that's the way heathens always did it. It was when the sun went down and the same thing with, with the new year, the new year was actually at the first day of winter. So when the sun goes down, then it's now it's the new year. I still think the best calendar is the lunar calendar by the Mayans, but. They didn't have uh, uh they went by an eight month system, not uh 13 or a 
or a 12. They went by an eight-month system, and it was only a two-season system. Hmm. Well, we, We've been kind of looking at a different, uh, like, moon-based uh, year, me and Rachel. And I, the New Year's, like, in February. I... Hmm. I'd have to check. She's 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 been she's been studying it for a year and a half or so. In the zodiac like years, is April, so. like is the new year, the April first. Well, no, April Fool's Day. It's actually well, it would be actually the. It it would no, it's not April. It's uh, March, the end of March, twenty first, March. So, because it goes from Aries, all the way around to Pisces. Zodiac. The spring equinox. Okay. That was a little bit intense. It dim my uh, Franklin amount. Oops. It's too little. I think Franklin. I've got the brightest light on. Maybe I'll change the to unscrew a light bulb up here. We are all masters of our own domains. Turning on lights, turning on microphones, turning off microphones, muting ourselves by mistake. Or on purpose. Or on purpose. And then nobody tells us that we're muted. You can't read hand signs or lips? It might be for the better because maybe you <laughs> might regret what you said. <laughs> I was saying I was buying these LED lights. This is this is Alan Marcus sign language for LED lights. I'm just like I'm holding it, I'm screwing it into the light socket, and it does this thing where there's the diodes in it, and they have this little pattern where they kind of move up and down and then go back down again to kind of give a flickering thing, mm -hmm. which is great if you're putting it into a pumpkin and having a jack o' lantern that doesn't burn or cook itself from the heat of the candlelight. Sure. And I plug those in and have those running. There's like blue ones and like orange ones. And the blue ones were giving off this like pixelated blur on my skin that just looked like interference patterns. Like that's kind of interesting, but it doesn't work like a blue light candle would. So I had to put those away for now. I got to put my dogs up. They are getting into stuff. I'll be right back. That's all right. So we were wondering, when is New Year's really? And who has the definitive calendar to tell us? Because it's a Gregorian calendar. How long before the Gregorian calendar is retired and changed and replaced? I just Do we... don't like daylight savings time. I'm like... <sighs> well, I don't like having 28 days or 31 days or having a leap year sometimes. I just don't like that stuff. The calendars where everything is just consistent in every block of days and each month are the same every year makes a lot of sense going forward but, but i'm like thinking more in terms of like the is it are we in the year 5000 according to some calendar systems like is it 6000 I don't know. They couldn't market all the journals and all the calendars that they try to sell that are unique every year because it would be all the same. I tend to so consult multiple they, calendars. Right. Yeah, right. they make less money. 
That's why I'm like, it's New Year's Eve for people who use that calendar exclusively. But in other systems, it's not New Year's Eve because theirs is more of a springtime or some have September, I think, is a New Year, don't they? I, we would call it September. It would be September for us. They would have different names for it. Hmm. Yeah. I love how they put uh, the clues that they totally messed it up in the names. If you're right, the seventh month September yeah. is the ninth October. month when we write our dates out. Yeah, yeah. And what is November? Is that nine? No, it's not. Mm. No, new. That's the new month. Mm. <laughs> Nova. Mm. No, it's no food. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we could make our own calendars. Zephyr, do you use the tarot cards in a circular deacon calendar system? Mm-mm. Or the pips cards go around? I have been watching a Slick Dissidents video. Okay. All right. I think um, I probably saw it in the line, Malo Dequette book. He sells his magic in a box version of Thoth Tarot. And part of that little white book shows you how you take the cards and you can arrange them in a mandala and then it'll represent oh, yeah. I've the seen calendar. That and it's fascinating. Uh, yeah, I just. I would I have that on a poster that. behind the, the curtain behind me. And that that's right good. there, that's a candle on a heart on the Weaving Spiders Welcome Art that I designed, printed on a black apron. We do have bootleg merch. I love that. And do you guys have stickers? Because I have stickers. Redbubble does print stickers. I think at some point in the new year, we'd like to find the design that we all like and then bulk purchase stickers. And then for the next Spider Meetup IRL event in Meet Space, I want to do that. We need to plan for that. Then we could do. Sticker distribution. Everybody who comes gets a hundred stickers or whatever because we bought them in bulk. Or just mail some out to lucky winners too. Maybe that'd be fun. Yes, but we gotta get to the thousand subs, subs because we're so close. The, our our previous channel has a thousand subs. My I personal YouTube it. channel, I think, maybe at some point had a thousand subs and then it went under, and it's like it's just. I made stickers. This mm-hmm. is my sticker for my podcast that I have one episode so far, but it's like it doesn't exist yet. Otherwise, it's flip, flip mm-hmm. the simp switch. <laughs> and basically the whole idea of it you got is the name, like, you're parking on the domain, you've got the registered art, you got it ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then it just takes off. Um, yeah, it's going to eventually. Uh, but I just have to uh, recruit some simps to, to be part of the interviews because you know? this is the whole idea is that uh, I think that that they have this knight in shining armor complex uh-huh. in a way but and so they think that they're good so okay it's easier for them to be good so okay they're already, they're already uh, aligned in that direction to be sure good. sure but they just don't realize how shitty they are I'm uh, <laughs> yeah that's where I get a little frustrated in terms of internet culture 
because yeah. now 2023 was the year of the incel online thing, whatever that means. But when I was at that age, I was doing cool things with really interesting message boards, imagination unlimited. And now people are young men are joining message boards to talk about how they don't know how to talk to women or they don't want to talk to women or they want to eliminate all women or women are the problem the source of problems in their life because yeah. of all the women it's like guys 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 go to a different message board go yeah, focus just... on other brilliant ideas create art become don't a rock star the do something yeah. and then you won't be what you are because you've done yeah, something different Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, and, and that's kind of where I want. I'm, I'm like in a, um, I'm in a mind frame of a. I think that I, I'm upfront, honest, mm-hmm. uh, from the very get go. And if people are ignorant, then that's their own problem. Right. And, and I'm gonna get consent before I do anything untoward, and it will be untoward in the end because it's gonna end up to everybody's benefit, <laughs> ideally. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm a little bit idealistic, but I think it's a good idea. I think maybe it might help some people, and it'll be fun. It'll be an interesting adventure if it happens. Sure, and it's not just young men who are no. also mostly older men suffering. Actually. I'm. I'm. It's all genders of all kinds. That's a mm-hmm. different story. There's a. Yeah. Women will gather into a fem cell girlfriend groupie sock jail. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll post their Yandir anime memes mm-hmm. things, and it becomes an echo chamber. But the whole time, the first person who started it, it was satire. It was the most absurd, ridiculous mm-hmm. thoughts, and they were laughing at the absurdity of it. Yeah. And then further down the line, other young women find it. And it identifies themselves. So then they further identify with that concept because it's like, guys, get out of fem cell grippy sock jail. (laughs) Guys heard about that? Uh, Jewish people claiming watermelon back. Watermelon back. Yeah, because it's the color of the Palestinian flag. It's friggin' ridiculous. I think it's just so funny, but people are taking it so seriously. And I'm like, huh? What does that have to do with anything? I have a mountain over there called Sandia. You're not taking it. <laughs> it's not mine, but you can't take it. Right. So sock puppet understand. accounts are great to register to YouTube with a Gmail account. And subscribe. Just whatever we got to do to get the numbers up. Numbers matter. So they all add up. So let's get those numbers up, everybody. Numbers up. Numbers. Numbers. Numbers, as my oldest child said when she was three. Mm. I think it's a better word. Send it, send it to your mom. Uh, <laughs> we I, got I, 70 I new moms. Subscribe. My mom will send it to her friends. Too. I know, She's you're going to start. She's a Taurus. She's fixed, too. And I have a Taurus moon, so I'm triple fixed because I'm Leo, Leo rising. Taurus moon. I know I'm not a doormat. I used to be, but I'm recovering doormat. You need a doormat on the wall to remind that. <laughs> You're like, 
Why was there a door? I, I like the fuck shit. Why is there a door? Like a portrait. <laughs> Why is there a doormat in a frame on the wall? Like, There's a clock on the wall, and it doesn't have any batteries. A clock that stands still and doesn't run its mouth, showing it yep. running time. Oh, yeah, you're like I run this time. Very eighties esque, and I love that little swoosh colors right there. I can recognize those. And that's uh, what is it? The three legged, three legged Anubis. Is this a book cover? From Anubis. It's yeah. It could be a book cover. It could be an album cover. It could be a gatefold vinyl. What does it sound like? I always pronounce it caduceus, so it rhymes with bodacious. Caduceus. Caduceus. I actually remember a. Boosh I came back from I came back from fourth grade like so excited that we were learning about the Pajarajos, and my mom was like, "Huh? What is that?" And then I turn out turn out years later, that's how they Pajarajos. <laughs> my uh, my advice for uh, if you're looking for a partner is to go look for the person as a man, anyways. That's going to be a good mother to your children. And look at her parents and see whether they were good parents and how she acts as whether she's a giving mother and those type of things. Would you like being her kid? Then that's that's the wife material right there. And I, I that's what I... For the very first time. Really. He's a Libra. I have to say, Libras are awesome. We love Libras. Mm-hmm. My best friend, my best gay friend is a Libra as well. He lives in Sedona. He runs roller disco and comedy Thursday nights stand up. Cool, that sounds like fun. Oh, stand up's yeah. awesome. I've been standing for, I, you for a few hours. Yeah, I would love to do stand up. But uh, I I don't know I get nervous under the gun. Just it's a it's a stand up desk that I'm standing at, so I can. That's cool. Move around. So your butt doesn't get all tired from sitting. Oh, he gets tired out from all the squats I do in front of my oh. standing desk. <laughs> I call those hail marys. <laughs> <laughs> you squat down and you touch the floor with your fingertips, and then you say hail mary and you jump up in the air as high as you can that's how you praise i do yoga in the morning it's like tree pose and like bending over like flat and then i do my tiptoes like if i can't do five raises up on either either side doing tree pose then i have to start over until i can do it that's a good exercise. Yeah, thank you, Chad Warren, and any word on Rockfin for tuning in. I think we're coming to the end of a episode 233, the Wee Deer and Review 5 Drunk Rats Hooray. And what was the actual title of the show? Oh, gosh. Now that it's w- December 31st. Wee Urine Review 5 Drunk Rats Not OV. No TV in 2024, everybody. No TV. Single. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Weaving Spiders. Welcome no radio. Is the goal. This will be the last time we'll be in your mind. Until next, next year. Until next year. <laughs> or unless it's next year now. <laughs> Good night. We love you. Unless you binge all the episodes. See you next year, guys. <laughs> Hail Mary music if ever I heard. Hail Mary. Have mercy. Good night. We're out.